The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. It's December 4th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. It is our monthly Monday takeover here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Typically, you'd find us over on Fightful Overbook. That's our sister station that Jeremy and I so diligently run and rule with an iron fist. But instead, we come here with our fist taped, ready to fight. And it's episode 100, Jeremy Lambert. ITW has done it. We've hit the milestone, 100 episodes. Why are we so violent? It's because we are so good. We also just love to talk. How you doing, Jeremy? Did you ever think we'd make it to 100 episodes when we started this show? Considering we do this three times a week? <laughs> yes. Really? I'll, I mean, even if we did it three times a week and getting to 100 episodes, it could have easily burnt out after like, the first month doing three times a week. So I don't, I don't think it's, you know, anything to scoff at that, even though we do it three times a week, hitting a hundred episodes. Cause again, very easy to burn out after doing three shows a week when theoretically and technically we're not really paid to do this show, <laughs> despite all the, the super chats and all the love and support we get, like there's no real payment of, uh, for, for doing, this show the payment is in like love and hot dogs and handshakes more than anything man i can't even get a hot dog from this channel what are you talking about yeah i got i got a handshake from from sean this weekend give me wow. a nice handshake i i think he gave me a hug so you know a hug hug and red bull he didn't buy me the red bull i had to buy my own red bull but a hug and, and red bull he did get me into i did get into the show free after i'd already paid so I don't know how that seems counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. I bought a ticket, but then I got in free, if that makes any sense. Just say you use the free ticket on somebody, you just pull them out of the out of the line, be like, you got your ticket yet? And they'll be like, uh no. And you're like, well, you do now. I should have. I should have, honestly. Like I should have just allowed somebody else to to use my ticket because I was already 
in the door when doors opened. So yeah, I should have just like been like, Hey, someone I, I, I did say like, I bought, I bought the ticket, make sure this goes to the part of the, the NAMI because I, I want to, I was only there. I, I, it was a good card. I wish I could have stayed for the whole thing, but I tried to pull off something, but like Sean was the reason I was there. So I wanted to make sure, you know, the, the money I spent on this ticket went to Nami since he was there for charity. I thought you were there for the pro wrestling karaoke night. Cause you and share <laughs> Delaware, by the way, check out FMC every Tuesday. Thank you for doing that. It's mine. It is yours. So is FMC every Tuesday on the channel. Uh, yourself and SP3 and, and Share Delaware do your thing. Now, with that in mind, you two, Share and yourself, decided to uh, have a little uh, Creed okay, karaoke okay. time. All right. Look, we did not know any of this. We didn't know. Uh, shout out to Valcapone, by the way. I felt so bad. I saw Val before the show. And she's like, we got to take a picture later on. I was like, yes, we should. And then, like, during the show, I am thinking... Oh shoot! Stop myself, Joel. Did you see that five five before the five minute mark? I said shoot. Not you the know what? Word. Look the at thing me. is though, we're we're on the main, so like it doesn't matter. We could just really mess things up. Oh, oh I don't want to screw up the main channel. Either. Oh, don't um, worry. You want to peel back the curtain for a second before you tell the story? This is kind of relevant. You know that video that Sean posted, the supercut of Sean asking for advice yeah. from different wrestlers. Do you know? Did you see the entire video like until the very end? No. Why? Okay. So at the very end is the match graphic. Okay. And he uses the bad baby song. He uses the bad baby. So this would happen to that video over on this channel. Oh, it got copyright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Copyright struck. We didn't get struck, but we definitely uh, got a ineligible monetization on it. And I looked at it last uh, night. I was just like, do I fix this or nah? It's passed. I didn't realize that was at the end of the the supercut, but I, you know, that was at the end of the Marco video. He put that at the end of like all the videos to, yeah. to promote the match, and I knew it was the Bad Baby song because that's what he ended up coming out to. Uh, so I saw Val before. Okay, let's we want to start from the beginning on this. Like, yeah, sure. Let's talk about SmackDown from. Fr- Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's tell the story. We 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 are going to talk about uh, the wrestling on television from the weekend, but uh, I know that Jeremy had a very busy weekend that kind of flows flows into the television wrestling as well. Yes, uh, and, and and I'm very excited to talk about a lot of it. So let's let's talk about BLP. Let's talk about Sean and Shaza. Let's talk about Jeremy's crazy road trip as an independent wrestler wannabe. <laughs> brother, that's right. I don't want to hear any. Any excuses from these wrestlers of like, oh, I can't do this. Sh- I can't do double shots. No, no, no. I did a double shot. You guys can do the double shot. I, I told that to uh, Matt Mikowski, who who I met this weekend. I was like, you can do these double shots, Matt. Like, I'm, I'm over here doing it. You can do it. So Thursday, uh, I think it was like Wednesday. They, they had previously announced like Danielson and Kingston. And I was like, ah, jokes on me. Like this is two hours away. AW collision is two hours away from where I live. I was like, I could be at AW collision, but I committed to go to BLP to watch Sean wrestle. And I was not going to miss Sean wrestling doing his match. I told him when he first had this idea, like earlier this year, when he thought the match was going to be in September, I was like, I'm going to be there. Like, as long as it's close enough, like, I'm going to be there. And a six and a half hour drive was close enough for me. So, like, Thursday night, I talked to the wife and I'm like, I think I can pull this off. Let's look at times and stuff. I think I can go to BLP and then make collision. We looked at the times. It was 
six out it was uh six and a half hours to oh no sorry five and a half hours to blp and then six and a half hours to collision in erie pennsylvania and there's an hour time difference. This is what was really going to screw me up was the, the time zone nonsense here because you lose an hour going into central time to BLP and then you gain it back going to collision. So I was like, I think I can pull this off because if Sean goes on early enough for BLP, which started, I'm just going to stick with Eastern times to make things easy for people. Thank you. Because <laughs> it started, the show started at one Eastern. And I was like, if Sean goes on early enough, I can be out of there as long as I'm out of there by, let's say, let's say um, 2.30 Eastern, I can be at, and it, then it's six and a half hours, I can be there by nine, I can be at uh, Collision by nine Eastern. And as long as Danielson and Kingston's the main event, if I'm there by nine Eastern, then I got plenty of time for the main event. Really, I needed to be in collision at collision by about 9.30-ish would be the latest, just in case it's a 20-minute draw, you know, like, because we weren't sure. So I needed to be at collision by 9.30. So I was like, as long as Sean is done, and it's yeah, it was a six and a half hour drive. So as long as Sean was done by, what's that? Uh, three, like three three o'clock Eastern, Give or take, because, you know, you got to deal. I had to get gas. I had to, I had traffic, maybe. Yeah, sorry, we're mathing here. But as long as Sean was done by, let's say, 2.30, because by 3, it'd be pushing it too much if you account for gas and traffic and stuff. So, like, he had to be done by 2.30 p.m. Eastern, okay? So I was like, all right, I think I can do this. I message, uh... I, I message Brian Danielson and I say, Hey, are you, are you going to be the last match for collision? And he's like, I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know. And I said, all right, thank you. But then Brian Danielson got back to me and he said, Oh, by the way, Sean is going to be on third. I was like, okay, thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. So I knew Brian had told me Sean was going on third. So I was like, he should be done by 2 PM Eastern. Right. Should be done by two third match. You should be done by two PM Eastern. But so, by the way, can we just shout out Dragon Select? Clearly, the best, however much money in the business Brian Danielson charges, it's worth it because you've got all the scoops. You don't even have the you got scoops to something Danielson's not even a part of. Maybe didn't yeah. existed. Yes, good for him. Good for Brian Danielson was looking out for me here. So so Brian told me Sean is going to be on third, and I was like, all right. It should be done by 2 p.m. I should be able to leave there. I should be able to get to collision, let's say like 8.45, accounting for traffic and gas. I should be able to get there by 8.45, okay? So I felt good about that. But I needed to know if Brian and Kingston was on last. Because if they're on first, I can't make it. Like it, it, it'd be pointless to try. I can't make it by 8 o'clock. So I needed to know. I get up at 5.30 on Saturday. I leave... I make it to uh, BLP. I was at BLP by like 10.30. It was only about a five and a half hour drive. Um, make it to BLP at 10.30. I bought my ticket, but I still just got in because I was there very early before doors. Um, hung out with Sean for a little bit. As I'm like in the parking lot waiting to go into BLP, Brian Danielson messages me back. He says, I'm indeed the main event with Eddie Kingston. I was like, all right, we're on. 
We're on. We're about to do this. We're going to try to pull this off. I hang out with Sean, hang out with his his wife. Uh, so I meet Val and we're talking for a little bit. And she's like, oh, make sure let's make sure we get a picture later. I was like, yeah, we will. And then I completely blanked of like, oh, shit, I'm out there. I didn't curse that time. I was like, I did curse that time. I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually going to be leaving. And I don't want to like interrupt. Like once the show started, I realized, oh, I'm going to be leaving. And like she's doing ring announcing and everything. I'm not just going to like, I should have ran in the ring. But, like, I got to get a picture with Val. Just pause the show for a second. I thought you would have just <laughs> just done a run in. It just dur- during the Shaza and Sean match, do your run in, but instead of whatever spot you had planned, be like, what? No, 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 where, where, where's Val? Where's Val? <laughs> Val, we got to get a selfie and then I'll do what I'm supposed to do. And then just get that out of the way and then do whatever you were supposed to do. <laughs> I did. Val was wearing the, the Shaza shirt where she gets kicked in the, the face by Britt Baker. And if you, you hear on the feed, if you hear uh, Val say like, yeah, it's a little bit of bias shirt. That's because I yelled out like your shirt is biased, Val. Uh, so I did get that interaction with her during the show, but I talked with Val for a little bit before the show. I met Matt Mikowski, who's been on spotlight. It was really fun talking to him, actually meeting him in person. And that's when I told him like, yeah, I'm going to try to pull this off. I'm going to try to make the towns. He's like, oh my gosh. Like, well, you know, good luck, everything. I met, uh, Dominic Greeny, who's been on spotlight. It was good to like actually meet him in person uh those are he's like yeah we live like 20 minutes away and never actually like met or anything it was good to meet dominic green in person met uh mikey owner of black label pro met mouse i get i i don't think mouse had any idea who i was when i introduced myself I was like mouse oh good to good to meet you he's like good to meet you too whoever you are i was like that's that's fair we've only interviewed mouse one time he's um, a very popular very influential yes. wrestling dad so i get it he is, he is. But I met Mouse. Uh, but it was it was good to like meet people who we've interviewed and and kind of interacted with and everything. Uh, Cher Delaware and and her kids were there. I was beating up the the little one Reed, um, beating him up before the show. A tremendous neck bridge the kid has, by the way. Tremendous, tremendous neck bridge. So everything's oh i talked with shaza a little bit just seeing how the match was going or seeing how she, she was feeling about things so it was fun to hang out with everybody before the show and, and talk before the show show starts we we take our seats uh, i'm sitting with uh uh Cher delaware and and john's wife and the kids and everything first match was good second match second match joel this is apparently where we became famous second match the great Trevor Outlaw, who's going to be on Spotlight this week. <laughs> Already booked him. We've booked Trevor Outlaw for Spotlight. Uh, he's going to be on Spotlight this week. That interview is supposed to record on Wednesday. He comes out to Creed. And you can kind of see myself and Cher Delaware react of like, oh shit, it's Creed. Like, this rules. Joel, as you know, you've done this show enough with me. Creed is fantastic. I'll sing Creed all day. Believe you get mad. No, we know. The know. wife gets mad. Uh-huh. People in the chat get mad. Awful. A bunch of haters. Creed hits though. Trevor Outlaw comes out to Creed and we're like, oh. we just start singing from our seats and it gets to the chorus. And I go, I, I go to share. I'm like, share when, when the chorus hits, like, can you take me? Like, we got to stand up and like cheer and like sing. You should say, okay. So he comes out, he does, he stands on the rope, he does the big pose, and Sharon and I just pop up and we're cheering, can you take me higher? And then we're, we're just, 
we're we're just in the moment, Joel. We are in the moment right then. They go on to the second course. His opponent comes. Opponent came out to Biggie, by the way. Biggie, which was a, a great song as well. I was like, oh man, back to back bangers. Let's go. And he comes out to Biggie. And then Trevor Outlaw, he's like, we got to play Creed one more time, one more time. And we're like, yeah, Creed. And Trevor's like seeing us. He's like pointing us like, see, they want it. They want it. And then he goes in, course, it's again, can you? And that's when apparently it cut to myself and Cher as we are just like rocking out to this song. And we got tagged in so much stuff of like, I'm pretty sure here's Jeremy and Cher just like singing Creed and having like the greatest time anybody could possibly have. At, at an independent wrestling show we were into it man we were in that was the biggest pop of the night for us was trevor outlaw coming out to creed he was fantastic going around just like singing jumping up on the ring post like hey want it like it's over it's over so that was amazing then once actually the match started you know our phones are blowing up and we're just like cracking up cracking up me and Cher after this whole thing at val like what Val was trying to get it to stop. I was like, what are we doing, Val? No, we need we need more. We need more Creed out there. So that was a ton of fun, the, the Creed. And apparently, uh, maybe Val can confirm this. Uh, but but Cher was told that Trevor never comes out to like Creed. Like this was like a the first time he had done this. Uh here it is. Trevor Outlaws a menace. He also used to come out to Billy Squire until okay, Saturday. So he did it for you guys. By the way, speaking of Mouse, yeah, Val also points out that Mouse is an incredible photographer. Case in point right there. Look at this. Okay. So, like, as I'm singing, as I'm singing, I notice Mouse out of the corner of my eye, like, taking a picture of me. And so, like, I'm like, and that's why later on in the night when I was at Collision, I took that you know, low res photo of, of Billy Starks. And I tagged mouse. Like, I'm pretty sure I got like a professional mouse photo taken of me today. Cause like, I noticed him taking this picture as I am singing, like out of the corner of my eye. And so I was like, Oh, that's like awesome. That mouse is taking this. Yes. That's a real picture that mouse took. It's on his Twitter. Yeah. I, I have a professional photo from the, the God himself mouse. So I will look that, that topped it all for me. That's all I needed. That's all I needed from from the weekend. Yeah, the rest uh, of, the rest of the, the story just doesn't matter anymore. Like Sean, it truly um, like the, the <laughs> seeing Kingston and Danielson, the, the texting back and forth with with Dragon Select. None of this matters. You got to sing Creed, and you got photographed <laughs> by a fantastic photographer whose daughter is like doing incredible things in the world of wrestling right now. It truly like when I had planned this whole thing, like. I did not expect this Creed like karaoke to be the biggest thing of the weekend. Like that was the most surprising, but most fun part of the weekend is doing Creed karaoke with, uh, with Cher Delaware. So Trevor it, it, uh, has the match. It ends up going to uh, a no contest and everything, but, but we got more Creed out of that. So we were pumped for, for more Creed. I knew from Brian Danielson, that Sean Ross Sapp was on third. Uh, so Sean, and Shaza have their match. Uh, it was, by the way, it was a great, very fun match. Sean had told me uh, about it uh, during the, when we were at WrestleCade, he kind of told me like the layout and everything. It's like, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I think people are going to be stupid and hate, but I'm like, I think people will have a lot of fun with it. 
Um, I wanted to make sure to get the holy shit chant in at the beginning of the match. I don't know if that picked up, but myself and uh, Sean's wife and Cher were chanting that. And then the We Want Doors chant. Uh, we made sure to get that chant in as well. So I don't know if those two got picked up on on camera, but we made sure to get those chants in. Uh, the, the, by the way, sorry, by yeah. the way, kudos to yourself, to Cher, to Sean's oh. wife. <laughs> for, for booing the heels yeah. and cheering the baby faces. You did it right and you all made me very proud. You listened and you heed the words. Thank you. We yeah, Sean was the heel. We were gonna make sure we we booed the heel. We weren't gonna cheer for Sean, even though it was our friend. He's he's a he's a dick, right? We wanted to boo him and we wanted to cheer shaza the electric chair drop spot was right in front of us uh so i would be like i got you shaza i got you and then he does it on the the apron um a lot of the action was was right in front of us i thought it went real i thought it went really well and i i know sean said he felt well after the match i believe uh yeah he'll talk about it on his show i'm sure i think he's gonna do like its own separate podcast for all we know he might run in at the end of this show he's already told us he is Oh, okay. No, well, he told me. Well, no, he, he, he tweeted. He retweeted our show link oh. and said, I'm going to be talking about the match. So, uh, along okay. with the NAMI.org uh, uh, URL. So, go ahead and, and donate to NAMI because that's where that, that's really the point of this match was, was yes. to go and to donate to NAMI, where it's uh, at, at last count, it's well over $6,500 donated. And th- they will always take more and they should always take more. So, Go ahead if you haven't yet. Nami.org is where you go to donate uh, to, to for this match, for for literally, not even for this match, just for the sake of, of helping those uh, who are in need, especially around the holiday season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Val, Val announced it was it was at like over 5,000 before the match. So it's good to see that it's even continued to grow after that. They had a really fun match. The door spot, it was in the corner and then it moved to the side. When I tell you that myself, Cher, and Sean's wife were just like, we were just clutching each other of like, this could go horribly wrong. I am so worried about this. They did a great job of saving that. I don't know if Sean noticed it. Obviously, Shaza noticed it because she positioned herself. I actually do know if Sean noticed it, but I'll let him tell the story. Um, But Shaza... Shaza did a great job of recalibrating and making sure he still got through that door because when it was moving, I was like, Oh no, like this could go bad. I was worried about just like it not breaking them, not noticing it, like ricocheting and like, just, it could have gone wrong a number of different ways. They saved it. It got through. I was very happy that it got, that they ended up saving it. Shaza won. Big big pop for for Shaza winning. Um, you know we we did. She came out and she uh, interacted with with Cher, Sean's wife, and I after the match and everything. Sean got taken to the back. I bought a Red Bull during the during Trevor's match, and I had it stored in my pocket. And I was like, um, like right after Sean got to the back, I said bye to everybody. I was like, I gotta go. I'm out. I'm leaving. It is about two p.m. Eastern. At this point, it's 2 p.m. Eastern. Like I should get there by about assuming no traffic. I knew I had one stop for gas. I should get there by about 8.30 for collision, right? So I felt I was feeling good about things. I was feeling very good about things. 
get there, get on, get on the road and stuff. I took a wrong turn on the expressway, Joel. The Chicago Expressway. You take one wrong turn on those things, you end up in who knows where. I ended up in so much traffic. And like, then my GPS told me like, oh, you're not going to be there until like 920. I was like, what? I lost an hour being in this traffic and everything. Like, are you kidding me? And I I was like, I'm not going to make it. I, I don't even know if it's worth it to even try to make it right now. Like 920, I got to get gas. Like, oh no, oh no, this is not good at all. And I just got off on like the first exit that I could. And I'm like, I just hope it reroutes me enough to getting, because I was in this traffic and this traffic had no sign of like ending. So I'm like, I'm just going to get off on the first exit and hope it reroutes me somewhere to where I can get there. I got off on an exit, it rerouted me. And then it jumped to 845. And I was like, oh, okay, this is great. Like 845, I can make up a little bit of time on the the highway and everything. One stop for gas. I should still be there latest nine o'clock. So I'm still good because I know Danielson and Kingston is the main event. Oh, when I tell you I was like freaking out when I took that wrong turn on the expressway, my wife was on the phone with me and she heard every curse word out of my mouth of how upset I was that I took this wrong turn. Oh man. Oh no. Oh, I was so scared. I was, I was so, I was angry at myself because I'm just like, I took one. It was one of those dumb gimmicks of like, take a right and then veer left to make sure. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, and leave a thumbs up on the video while you're here. Why why don't you veer left and do a thumbs up and uh, share the link with your friends? Go ahead and do that. Anyway, get to the news story. Man, I was so, so worried. But fortunately, I got back on track. Drive, straight shot, more or less. There's a couple turns. Got gas. Felt good about that. Had my Red Bull in me. I was feeling good about that. I get there, I get in Erie, Pennsylvania um, at about, call it 840, 845-ish. Um, it made up a little made a little bit of ground. Gas was, fortunately with gas, it was a service station. Didn't have to get off on an exit or anything. Just pull through service station, get gas, get out. So I get there at about 845, 850. Park, um, didn't have to pay for parking. Always love that. Get into the arena, right, Joel? I didn't buy a ticket. I didn't buy a ticket for this show because I figured I was like, I'll just buy one when I get at the show at the arena box office. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. Of course. Like I they should sell tickets like while the show's going on, right? Am I I'm not crazy for thinking that. Am I? Like this is a thing, right? Yeah. Like Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So I get there, I go into the arena box office, and it says window open. It's window open on all of them. There's nobody at the window. Nobody at the window so I could buy my ticket. And I'm looking around, looking for anybody. And I'm like, uh, can can somebody help me? Brian Danielson is there. And I go to Brian Danielson and Stop I say, it. Brian, I say, Brian, can I like can you get me in the show? Like, I'll give you $20, Brian. Like, can can you get me in? And then Brian's like, Well, you know, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see here. And then Brian's trying to see if anybody can get me, uh, get, take my money for the ticket and everything. Brian, and then Brian's just like, you know what? Just, just come on, just come on, just go through and just come on. I was like, oh, Brian, you are such a savior. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate that so much. And so Brian lets me in. I, I just go and I just find a seat, an empty seat, kind of in the two hundred section or whatever. That is like 
That's that's all I care to do. I know, Louis. I'm trying to be ethical here, though. Yeah. And, and it, also, like, you can't really mess with head of the ticketing committee, Brian Danielson. He's yeah, he has a lot of he has a lot on his plate. He's got to make the final decisions when it comes to ticketing. So yes. we had to go through the proper channels. So I see pile driver finishers kind of taking a shot at me. So from what some of you guys said, it's easy to buy tickets on the same day, and it is. It just so happens that if you go directly to the venue at the time of the show, they might be up for a smoke break. All of them. All of them, apparently. You got to do it online. You got to go on Ticketmaster.com and just buy the ticket there or wherever. I tried to. So I tried to go like as as I'm talking to Brian, because Brian was a little bit worried about letting me in. Understandably so. I'm like on Ticketmaster on my phone. It's like, oh, you can't get tickets for this event. Because it's it's already started. Yeah, because it's already started. So I couldn't do third party groups. Well, well, it's it's okay. It doesn't matter. But you got taken care of by the dragon. So it's all that matters. Yeah. Fortunately, Brian Daniels said, let me in. I take my seat. I get there. What's the first thing? Like, I'm waiting outside. I could hear a match going on. I missed uh, Andrade and Garcia live. I got into the arena as uh, I could hear Andrade's music. I get there. What's the first thing I see? My guys, the Iron Savages, baby. Jack Jameson, Bronson, Boulder. Ah, the assy. I was so excited to get there right when my guys, the Iron Savages, were coming out. I got there. Iron Savages come out. Kip Sabian has a singles match against Vikingo. I was like, the second half of this show was booked strictly for me. Tony clearly was like, the first half doesn't matter. Jeremy's not going to be here. The second half, we're going to make sure. Obviously, it's pretty obvious that Brian Danielson told Tony that what I was trying to pull off, and Tony... Was like you know what second half of this show we are gonna we we're gonna put the Iron Savages on we're gonna put Kip Sabian in because he was just on in the weeds last week and then we're gonna give him Brian Danielson and and Eddie Kingston and the main event the second half of this show Jeremy's gonna be here we're gonna make sure he gets a good show Tony thank you I appreciate it Brian thank you thank you for letting me in letting me know you were on last letting me know Sean was on third I appreciate that Brian and I made it it was a fantastic show um the the second half of the show that it, which I saw live was great I stayed for a little bit of ROH I mainly wanted to see the Billy Starks Athena stuff they they did that pretty early um I had a great interaction with like Mouse on Twitter when he's like, oh, Sean told me this crazy person was going to try to drive from Illinois to Pennsylvania for AEW. It was like, I didn't realize that was you. I was like, yeah, I did it. I pulled it off. I got home at about 1230 and, you know, technically the next day. So from 530 waking up, I drove 927 miles. I got to see my good friend, my boss wrestle i got to see my favorite wrestler of all time the goat brian danielson wrestle eddie kingston in a fantastic fantastic match by the way i'm very glad that that i did that i uh was able to to get there to see that live got to see that made it home got to sleep in my own bed as well uh i i, I use my my own car like i started at my house dave i started at my house at 5 30 made the towns across four states two different time zones i guess technically um and yeah i made it i somehow pulled it off and uh you know a lot i thought it was something cool to do i did not think that um i did not think that 
you know, Brian, Brian, not Brian. Yes. Brian Danielson was like, this is amazing that you pulled it off. Brian Danielson did say that to me as well. Uh, Sean, Sean thought it was very cool. A lot of people online, like even wrestlers were like messaging me of like, that's pretty cool. What you were able to do, man. I was like, thanks. You know, like I, I guess I was just, I was trying to make the towns and uh, it was, and I, I put her over a lot. I'm going to continue to put her over my wife. I could not have done this without her. We have 12 kids as people may or may not know. Uh, she oh. had to be the one to watch all 12 of the kids as I, as I did this. So if she was like, Hey, you got 12 kids, maybe you should like stay home and, you know, not try to drive a thousand miles to watch some wrestling matches. I would have completely understood that. I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. She's like, no, do this. I hope you can pull this off. She's like, I'm going to live vicariously through you. And, you know, I'm rooting for you on this. So I did it. I could not have done it with, certainly without her in, in doing the doing the actual hard work, like the the hard work of, of this. I, I talk about people wrestling for a living and I, I try to make these events and stuff. She does the actual hard work. So, you know, it was awesome. It was It was a fun day to be able to do. I got to see... One of the best matches I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I got to see Brian Danielson against Eddie Kingston. So I was, it was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, so, good it was it was fun, man. Yeah, and I will say this: I will say this. Um, if you've never been to an independent wrestling event, I encourage you to go, even if you might not know like everyone on the card. If you know like one person, and you're like, like this show had like Gangrel and Dirty Dango. Um, and, and Maki Ito, Zaya Brookside. So it had like some WWE name. I know Maki was in WWE, but she was in AEW. So it had like some names that, you know, you may have known. Go there, check it out. They're really fun because they're in the small, intimate environments and you get to get to like interact with the wrestlers and like it's really fun to go to to independent shows. Like, I've been to plenty, but like I'm letting people know if you haven't, you, you'll have you'll probably have a good time like look at me and and share singing creed for for it like you're not gonna get i guess share is a, is famous she gets on tv anytime she sings um but you're, you're not gonna get like that level of like interaction and and fun at, at these bigger yeah there you go uh at these bigger events so it was it was it was a really good time i am not a singing in the car person on longer trips i like talking to people so i feel like someone's there with me and i usually like listening to sports talk uh radio as well because it it just kind of it allows me to focus a little bit more whereas if it's like music i feel like i'll I'll lose myself in the music in the moment and then i won't be able to like focus and i'll I'll do a bad job of driving so sometimes i will but it, it largely it depends but i'm mainly a sports talk guy I don't know, Joel. That that was my Saturday, everybody. It was a really fun Saturday. Um, my kid drove me insane. On Did you hit him with a fridge door? No, I should have. Maybe would have. He slept for twelve hours last night, so I got that going for me. That's good. Yeah, exactly. No, you know what? I'm glad you did it. I'm glad that we we talked about it enough on this show. Thank you. That he. That sorry, not he. That you not doing it would have sucked. I'm glad that you made the towns and I'm glad that we turned this into an actual event because it's so silly what we do on this show. It's so stupid, the things we get to talk about and do. And then we get to take complete credit for getting Kip Sabian put back on television. (laughs) 
does an interview with us, and what does he do? He doesn't only get a match on Collision, but he gets a match against Vikingo, which is like, that's no small potatoes. And it wasn't a squash. It was a good no. back and forth, solid match. Kip got to show out. Vikingo gets the win, sure. And, and you know, they, they tease the handshake spot, and Kip ain't doing it. So there's there's something there. I was just glad to see Kip on the show, and I was even gladder to know that it happened on a show that you made it for. So that was good stuff. And by the way, Tony was doing this for you, just like he did that one AEW pay-per-view when they were going up against the NBA playoffs, and they just kind of let everything go until they finally finished the game, and then they could do all the big matches. They were no, just, that wasn't was for, for you. Yes, well, that wasn't for me. That That was annoying because... That made my night even later. I didn't care about that NBA play. They should have done that when the Avs won the cup in, in 2022. That was the same night as for Forbidden Door. Um, like could have just, you know, not could have canceled that show. We didn't need that Forbidden Door show, did we? People were watching the Avs win the Stanley Cup. That's um, right. It did hit. I don't think Tony Khan actually booked the second half of the show for me, but it was hilarious how it planned out of like, yeah, here's the Iron Savages. Here's Kip Sabian, who was on the show, and then we're getting Danielson and Kingston as well. It was funny how all that worked out. Maybe Tony's online. Maybe he did. Right. Maybe he was like, you know what? Jeremy's going to do this. We're going to make it happen. I mean, Wes I saw Brian. Solomon just pointed out the ITW rub is legit. I say this all the time, and I do mean it. Mike Santana comes on our show, and then like two weeks later, walks out with the Greek Town Wrestling Championship here in Toronto. That's that's my home base, so I'll be seeing him in a few weeks. And then this past weekend, he walked out with House of Glory's title. So he got two major singles indie titles, and then Kip gets a great match on Collision. It's real. It happens. I, it is. Santana won the feud with Ortiz as well. I mean, that's he could right. probably get on television a little bit more after winning this, but, you know. What can you do? Um, it is the ITW rub is legit. People need to need to recognize. That means that our our tentative guest for Wednesday has a very tough hill to climb. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> very successful in their own right, but uh, I don't think they're going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll tell you who it is later on the show. <laughs> they got a, they got a big hill to climb. <laughs> they do. They do. They can do it. They can do it though. Into it. Well, oh, you yeah. know, they have the experience 100%. Yeah. I would love to have Ethan Page on this show, and at least he's wrestling on Collision next week uh, against Kenny. Um, I'd love that. I Maybe when Alpha won. I was about in, to in say. February. Yeah, yeah. We might be able to then. go through that channel uh, with Alpha One. So, you know, I hopefully after last week when we had uh, Kip on the show, um, you know, everything went well, and then we had Rocky as well everything went well with uh with those interviews uh hopefully you know we can continue to to get these people and you know I, we play nice on this show i think you know we're not we're not uh getting we're not we're not getting anybody in trouble i don't think maybe not a little bit there you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was. I, I'm glad you got to do all that. I got to watch. Uh, got to watch Sean's match. I, I enjoyed it just like you did. I I totally agree with you. By the way, if you haven't been to an independent wrestling show ever in your life, you have to try it once. If you're just watching televised wrestling and it's always WWE or AEW or TNA Impact or only whatever, if it's only what you've seen on television you owe it to yourself to at least get out there and try it 
Because if you're watching this, it's a totally different experience watching it on the indies in the crowd. We're like, listen, is there a chance that you're going to walk into a room with like 50 people? Yeah. But is there also a chance that you can walk into a room that has 500 people and it's a really fun and cool atmosphere unlike anything you'll see? Absolutely. So give it give it a shot. Go see your local independent or drive however many hours away to go see one that's, you know, close by and has a cool card that you're interested in. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Asan is saying we made Rocky spoil the C2 winner. We know it's not going to be Roosh. I think that was spoiled when Roosh was announced. It could be because Roosh tends to hit a little harder to get his way. So all all Roosh has to do is just everyone in the face and he'll get to the finals. Well, Roosh has concussed this wrestler, so he will be moving forward. Oh, Roosh broke this guy's leg, so he'll be moving forward too. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected Roosh to get louder. He's going to have standout banger matches that are totally different from most. But yeah, I don't think anyone came in being like, this is the guy. Yeah. It's uh, I like the story that they're telling. We'll actually talk about the Continental Classic now. Sure. Um, Danielson and, and Kingston, which was awesome. Uh, you know, da- Kingston's down 0-2 now. He needs to go on a run, and that seems to be you know hopefully the uh the story they're telling with Kingston is he's gonna go on this run here and maybe make it to maybe at least the block finals. I don't know or the league finals. I don't know about um. I don't know about winning the whole thing, but maybe at least make the lead. He's got to start by beating Claudio. And that's a guy he did beat him in their last match, but Claudio's typically like had his number. That was the story all throughout. Uh, and then he needs help with like Brody King, who they're positioning as a big time monster uh, with his victories. He's going to need help by beating Brody King. And then maybe Danielson needs to lose at some point uh, as, as well. Um, but I like the stories that they're telling on this with, with Eddie Kingston kind of fighting from underneath Brody King being this big monster. And then Brian Danielson just being like Brian Danielson. Those are the big three stories that stand out from the, the gold league. Is it the gold league on Saturday? I get the league. No, the, the, the blue league is on collision. The okay. gold league is on dynamites. All right. Sorry. Yeah, Danielson's on the blue league. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. The colors confuse me, not the math. I can do the math. The colors are the confusing part. See, I'm the other way around. I can't <laughs> do the math, but I know the colors. Cause okay. You know, um, I just call it the collision league and the dynamite league. That's Perfect. the easiest way for me to track it. So the collision, the collision league. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing good stuff. I do. I'm interested to see where Daniel Garcia comes out of this. Like you can tell the stories like in the match that they're doing, with him, but if he just keeps losing, like he's got to break away from this like sports entertainment. Even though with uh with the dancing stuff, it's been really fun. Um, but yeah, he's got to break away after all of this and, and just like go and be Daniel Garcia, great professional wrestler. After this, but I, I like that stuff. And then Dynamite, you know, Swerve and John Moxley are the the class of the the league over there, and it seems like they're setting up for for the finals to see who is better be, between those two men, which they're going to have to face before the finals um, 
anyway to to see who gets gets the victory but it seems like one of them will win maybe they do a draw on between john moxley and swerve and then that's their only like loss otherwise they they win the rest of their matches and then they meet in the league finals and they get a winner out of that i could i could see that happening on the dynamite side of things yeah, but could you imagine if instead the uh, the draw is going to be like Jay Lethal versus I don't know who, who else is a zero in this thing? It's going to be like Jay Jay Briscoe, and, sorry Mark Briscoe and Jay uh, Lethal. Like names, man, they are going to go and, and they're going to go the, the time limit draw. No, that's, that's not going to happen. Why not? Why can't it? That's not going to happen. Absolutely should. Did you ever think about what title is underneath that? Uh, that shroud, the 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 collision, uh, the the Continental Classic title. Oh, because Kate, no. Kate and I had a, a discussion about this last night in our absolutely exhausted glory. And my first my first point of reference was, well, they're not really doing much with the women's world championship right now, so it's probably that as a stand-in for the actual title while they put it together. And then the other thought was, what if the Triple Crown is mostly a collision title? What if they unmask the the title? And it's the real world's championship. <laughs> it's got the X over it. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would um, be fantastic. That we would found be this in the trash. So if you want to wear it along with the other two titles, they're about as valuable. So uh, just go ahead and bring some prestige wow. to this. Wow. I'm Joel. sorry. Make the. I'm excited for the person who wins that title to find how to make it prestigious and make it a title worth defending on various platforms. Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW programming, whatever it is. But as of right now, like the title is meaningless. It doesn't have any lineage other than the lineages that are being caked into the continental title. So I just thought to myself, I was like, well, they got to recycle a belt for this, right? It looks like well, the real world championship. <laughs> Sean is pointing out that if they still had it, there's a imply that uh, Punk took that with him. Punk's going to show up on SmackDown on Fox in front of. 2 million viewers watching at home and just he's gonna it. gift it to a troop in the in the audience that'd be funny honestly if you did be like oh just don't don't show them what i give them just show them that i'm giving them a bag don't show the reaction of what's in the bag <laughs> i have not thought about what's underneath there what are your thoughts on the continental classic so far joel can you math no, but uh, but I can't say that I'm enjoying the matches. And like I told you on Friday, I'm enjoying where it's going. I'm more excited for how these uh, these little stories might play out, hopefully without the need for homework, as I like to put it. I don't necessarily need people to draw to to hit me over the head on the internet about where the storytelling is. I'm hoping that they do it on the show and bring attention to little things, such as you know Daniel Garcia. He continues to lose the match. There's something there. He's going to potentially maybe even beat Brian Danielson because that's his big moment, the biggest moment he's had so far in AEW. Bring that back around, and that's going to be what satiates him for the entirety of this tournament. Otherwise, that's the only win. Brody King's on a tear. I love that. Uh, There's some really just, again, banger matches that are starting to build to bigger stories, and I'm looking forward to how we continue to tell those stories because that's something that this tournament has the potential to be is both really, really good matches, which is AEW's forte, and then the storytelling is the next thing that we're kind of moving into figuring out when it comes to how AEW puts together these matches and the stories that come with it. Well, they're telling the stories. They, they don't need right. to beat people over the head with it, but they got to at least 
the announcers and then airing some promos got to at least mention it. So people, cause there are going to be people who just don't understand it. Just like, okay, cool match. What's the point of this? Like there are going to be people who do that. So you got to at least like give it to them a little bit to make them understand it. Yes. And that's what, what, what I'm getting at. When you see a John Moxley promo that airs on collision that aired on digitals, this is something you and I talked about on Friday. Yeah. That is a big plus, and I hope that they find a way to have those, those like I said on Friday, have those two-minute segments, find a way to cut them down to 30 for TV, but say that if you want extended comments, they're over on our YouTube, X, whatever you want to call it, it's up there. And I think if they can find a way and a good producer can make that happen, a good editor can make that work, then that's how you can tell a really, really good and concise story without going super over on a backstage promo. Well, I mentioned it earlier, Joel, how I witnessed the greatest match of all time. And then I also witnessed Brian Danielson against Eddie Kingston. We have one of the people from the greatest match of all time. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll add. OK, I'll add him. I wasn't sure if he was going to add himself. Sean, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Honestly, feeling very good, uh, fulfilled about what we did this weekend for nami.org but I, I just want to make my case for a rematch right now and i'm going to tell you why shaz and mckenzie because of you because of you making me wrestle you my sleep schedule is now messed up to the point to where i wake up before 11 a.m oh that's unfortunate and that's too much hmm I'm doing good. Very important, very important question. It's asked in the chat, and I was going to ask as well. How was your like knee and leg? Because that was the toughest bump you took all match. I was very satisfied that that got <laughs> one of the best reactions because that was the first spot I pitched. Yeah. Like in April, I texted that to Shaza, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, let's do this spot for for many reasons. One, it's funny. Two, people don't do it. Three, it's going to help her. People are going to be like." Oi, mate, she's got a big ass. Let me go to her Twitter page. What? She's got an OnlyFans? Let me subscribe to that, too. That's what I was hoping would happen because, like I said, I mean, I I did this for, for NAMI and charity, but this is her job. This is her living. This is how she, she pays her bills, and a move to the United States is not uh, cheap. So uh, hopefully <laughs> that casts more positive than negative light on her as a result. But um I'm really happy. I'm I'm trying to set up something with Shaza. I know we're going to talk about it on on lists or or the hump this week as well because Jimmy wants to talk about the match. But I every time I do something like this or the GCW thing, what I like to do is to do a full podcast about it just for the sake of transparency because I understand there are some people that would be like, "Oh well, how do we know you're not working us and doing something else?" I'll tell you when I'm working you even. Throughout this whole thing, when people are like, oh, boy, you really don't like Shaza, huh? And I'm like, no, it's a work. It's 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 not real. It's fake. Shaza is my friend. We are actors on a stage. <laughs> this is, I am not going to. Wow, Kayfabe dead. dead, brother. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't get this. I talked about this with Kate last night. The people who were just like, oh, I want Sean versus Nick Gage. So Nick Gage can shoot on Sean. And Brad Cardona with- hates Sean Ross Sapp. And it's like, oh my God, I saw that and I made fun of it. I was like, <laughs> y'all know what this is, right? Like, you know, I inter- I was his wife's first post WWE interview. They are friends of mine. 
like and like these are the first people to be like it's fake don't you know it's like thank you i do understand when people are like oh well what happens if you have to report something negative about uh, shaza or cardona or somebody like that well we do we do i was in the ring with joey janela briefly i reported that guy got fired for the love of God, unfortunately, that, that's the way that it happens. I did a show with Riddle years ago. Had to report all kinds of negative shit about, about Riddle. So, I mean, that's just, that's the job. And anybody who becomes an acquaintance and or friend of mine along this process knows that family, job, those are the two most important things to me. But um, I I was very happy with how things, I was happy with the match too. Like when I, I watched it back, so I'm, I'm waiting for a copy there was a guy that that was around ringside that filmed the whole thing. And I was like, please send me that copy as well. Because when it's on fight, which is something I sure could have uh, stood to know uh, at the at the Squared Circle Expo thing, it is not optimized for crowd sound like at all. You can't even hear what I'm saying through most of it. And as Jeremy can attest, I was very verbal during that match. Yeah, <laughs> as we had expected and, and as yeah. we had pitched. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do uh, basically my thing was if nobody else is going to make noise, I'm going to make noise. Uh, so I was I was trying to be as verbal and obnoxious as possible throughout that. So I'm really excited to hear it, like with the crowd volume and all that. But man, at the time the match started, we had raised fifty five hundred dollars for the National Alliance on Mental Illness at NAMI.org. One of my favorite parts of this was <clears throat> there was a sponsor, potential sponsor that hit me up and said, Hey, what can I get for a hundred dollars? And I mentioned him the shows that he could advertise on. And uh, I said, you know what? If you donate X amount to NAMI, I'll give you reads on these shows that I don't have sponsors for just, just to do it. Cause I'm able to do that. So he took that to his business partner and then they sent me a screenshot of them donating $2,000 to NAMI.org. Uh, and this was a couple weeks ago. And that was, that just made me so happy because uh, I put on Twitter, like it, I'd like to think that it, either we help people or we help people help people. So that was, that was something that meant a lot to me. And I was glad that black label pro was willing to get on that black label pro will not post it publicly. I'm sure, but they made a sizable donation, um, to NAMI as well, which, which means a lot because, you know, I, I saw the criticisms there like, Oh, how much could he possibly raise? Apparently quite a goddamn bit. Uh, I saw somebody say, well, why didn't you just make a donation of your own? Uh, listen, I'm doing well. I'm not doing well enough to just drop $6,000, uh, <laughs> on a NAMI donation. Uh, I have a house to pay for a vehicle to pay for, uh, family members to take care of. But Jeremy, what did you think of the match? Sincerely? What did you think of the match? I, I I told you this. I tweeted this. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I thought it was well put together. Like I knew. I, I, I are I you in for a treat then? Because guess who put together the whole thing? Well, okay. So I was gonna <laughs> say. I was gonna say. Like, can I? Can I tell people? Like, you can tell people much? whatever. Whatever it is that you want. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to get Shaza to do a show. I don't care what we tell before then. But. um one of the best podcasts I ever did was with Denise last year where we walked yeah. over the entire GCW thing. I want to do that with Shaza as well. So you had laid out the entire match to me like the week before. 
mm-hmm. when we were, when we were together at WrestleCade, and you were like, "Here's basically beat for beat the match." I think you guys changed a, a couple of things. Yeah. Um, but you know, I knew how the match was largely <clears throat> going to go, and it, you know, once I actually saw it play out, it was even better because I did like <laughs> the changes that you implemented. But like. You, I don't know how it came across on TV. I've not actually watched the the TV portion back. You mentioned like the the crowd noise and stuff. You know, my wife uh, had messaged, I think, messaged you and messaged me of like, we can't even hear like Val on the mic when she's like <laughs> announcing. Like it's tough to yeah. like hear her. Uh, so I don't know how it came with the crowd uh, on. It was definitely before. optimized for the commentary. And it yeah, was so funny. One of my friends was like, "Oh my god, they were tearing you up on commentary," and I was like, "Well, I'm a heel, and also her tag team partner was on commentary." Yeah, <laughs> that's supposed to happen. But the but, so the electric chair that I did on the apron, that was originally going to be inside. That's a move that I did back when I wrestled. And one of the reasons we did that was because some of the early matches that we would work were on like we would do demos for our catch fighting t- or catch wrestling team. So we would have boxing, kickboxing, submission wrestling, MMA and pro wrestling demos. We did not have a pro wrestling ring. We had a boxing ring. So we were working those matches in a boxing ring and to minimize bumps, we would do stuff into the corner because we were very fortunate that we had the new Japan style corners where it's got the, the long buckles to a point to where we made that our gimmick on the Indies. We would bring those turnbuckle pads and make them switch them out. But I would always do that into the corner and with ropes, it works really well. And Shazza was like, well, let's do that outside the ring. And I thought, damn, it's I love that idea. That spot, I was waiting for you to drop her onto us because it did take place right in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> that spot. So I was waiting for that. Um, no, it was it was really fun, and I think if people can hear more of, I guess, enhanced audio, like the things you were saying, the the selling you were doing, and stuff, I people online are going to be dicks because they're just stupid. But like being yeah, there, they can't listen. They can say they dislike the match. They can't say I did anything that looked bad. They can't say yeah. that, like, I I'm very hypercritical of, of my stuff that I do in the ring. Like I didn't look good at the GCW thing, but granted, you know what? I had to teach that woman how to throw somebody over the top rope in a <laughs> parking lot the day before. Like it wasn't, you know, that, it's just not the way, but I, I watched it back and I was ready to uh, to criticize it myself. And I'm not going to be like, oh, perfect match. But I was very happy with how everything ended up like and I, I would pick up things from when I would tell people about the match. Like Ali Albright was like, hey, you should do, do a big jump at the end. And then that sets up her kicks. And I was like, brilliant. I love that. I went and trained with one of the members of my uh, catch wrestling team a couple weeks ago. A six foot three uh, jacked uh, fitness instructor was playing the five foot two Australian girl for me. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, after the candy corn, I want to do a submission, but it needs to be one that frees up her arm, frees her up to scoot around. And I wanted to do one that nobody else really does in wrestling. And he... (laughs) of all things is such a casual wrestling fan. He and his wife in their free time just started to watch from like 1995 WWF on and are finally catching up. And he's like, I never see anybody do a knee bar. I was like, shit. Okay. Knee bar. You just step over, you take that. And then last week when you and I were at pizza or getting pizza, John Alba was like, you know what? You need a near fall. You should do the impaler before the GTS thing. 
so the, like I got a little bit of contributions from a, a whole lot of people there. And then Shaza added the, the slaps. She added the spot where she legitimately hit me in the back of the head with a kendo stick. Yeah, yeah, around oh the boy. ring. <laughs> I oh. leaned over to share, and I'm like, oh, that one looked a little tough there. That one was not planned. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to go kendo stick shot uh, to the ribs, and then when I climb into the ring, one across the back, I try to get in the ring again. So as I'm crawling, wham, right in the back of the head, and I see Zaya Brookside backstage, and she's like, me, you, twins, huh? She got her nose broken by <laughs> a couple weeks ago. So, okay. This is one of the things that I mentioned, like couldn't be conveyed on commentary. What was the backstory of candy corn? That was hilarious. Uh, the underlying story to this to me was Bugs Bunny versus Elmer Fudd. I wanted to be the dumb hunter going after her. If you noticed, I never landed anything with a weapon the entire match. I didn't land. I didn't land a strike. And I didn't land a uh, a weapon the entire time. So when I picked it up, I, I wanted to like narrate the match. And I was like, I even put these here earlier. <laughs> and then I was screaming that I had thumbtacks. And then I pour it out. And Shaza had replaced my thumbtacks with candy corn. And uh, commentary didn't get the memo, but it was supposed to be expired candy corn from Halloween. Now, let me tell you this. I've had people say, what hurt the most in the match? I'll tell you what hurt the most in the match. About nine minutes in, when I haven't wrestled in six years, and the only thing I want is a drink of water, and I taste candy <laughs> corn instead. Seriously disgusting. And I know a lot of people are do, like, do hyperbole over that. No, it was gross. And if that couldn't make it worse, guys, one minute before I walk through the curtain, Josh Bishop walks up with a container and goes, smell this. And I, for some reason, I said yes. I'll talk yeah. to Oh, that was your fault. It was smelling salts, brother. Yeah, yeah. He's told yeah. us those stories, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big salts guy. He's like, this will open you up. It did. I was like, man, people are going to see me crying, and they're going to think I'm emotional over this. <laughs> so I had to blow my nose. <laughs> Somebody came right back to the back and they're like, listen, nobody can accuse you of doing Coke again. He's like, You're a smelling salt lightweight even. <laughs> but um, so the door spot, how they adjusted on the fly. I'll tell you how we adjusted on the fly. We didn't. Shaza did. Yeah. I had no idea that the door moved until I got on Twitter a half an hour later and saw it. Had no idea. In fact, I saw one of the videos and I was like, damn, why did she slow down? Because one of the things I conveyed to Shaza was hit me as hard as you can with everything that you can, because I don't want to give those weenies any reason to say anything. And then I watched and I was like, oh my God, it, it actually slid as I turned around. I had no clue because as I, from what I see, me getting tackled, me going through a table, and I'm like, thank God that thing broke. Thank God the door, table, whatever the hell that thing was, uh, broke in half. I didn't know until later, and I was like, Jesus, man. Like That was the difference in us getting ridiculed heavily <laughs> for something like that and being on Botchamania and being a pretty good spot, I thought. But one of the original pitches was 
a power bomb through one of those, but I thought about it and I was like, okay, that would have required us to set up a superplex and I could take the bump. I'm happy with it, but setting it up would, I feel like it would have been convoluted and then to get to the, the corner to set that up and all, all that would have been a lot, a lot more streamlined to do it the way that we did it. I I told you this yesterday of like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with Cher and your wife and I'm just like, we see the door move. Like we see it as you're turning around and we don't know if you guys see it. And like, we get like the, we can just like feel each other clutching of like, oh my God, I hope they realize this door is moving. And then I think we were also worried of like, it could bounce and ricochet weird. It yeah. might not break. We had no idea if like you guys noticed it. And I messaged you yesterday. I was like, did you know the door moved? And you're like, no idea. And I was None. like, oh, thank God Shaza saved that thing. Because yeah, that could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. And we were, the match was going so well up to that point and like when that door started moving again us three we we're just like oh my god they need this to go right because if this goes wrong and or shaza like just goes into the corner and doesn't hit the door people are just going to be fucking stupid about it like they yeah. need this to go right and i was like oh once you went through that door i was just so happy of like oh good sean actually went through the door yeah i <laughs> And I think it, it ended up going all right because originally I wanted us to both kind of lay there in the rubble. Then she pulls me out. But I think it worked a lot better with her being aggressive. Like there were some little changes that she made on the fly that I think added an awful lot to the match. Um, I mean, listen, it the the most painful thing I experienced was getting hit in the back of the head with, with a kendo stick because I got the little flash of light and I said, oh, shit. I had a concussion a couple months ago. I hope I don't have another one. And usually when you get that flash of light, that means a concussion. But I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, and I, I had really, really bad post-concussion syndrome for about a year, year and a half uh, at one point. So I was worried about that. And that was the only particular injury I was like, hope I don't get a concussion. I can still write if I've got, you know, if I break my foot, if I sprain my ankle, if I do something like that. Even if I tear my ACL, like I, I can still write, but with that, you you won't be of sound mind. So the kendo sticks. Oh boy! <laughs> Did you get my package? <laughs> so I didn't know how much you want to give away. You're gonna, you're going to spoil all the the shots. No, the, oh boy, there's there's still plenty. There's still okay. plenty. Okay. I flew to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Shaza drives. Because she comes up, she had AEW, same building night before. <laughs> it's mine. That's exactly what it. you think. Yes. And uh, she brought the kendo sticks there. And upstairs at the Berwyn Eagles, there is a six-sided ring in the changing room for people to go over their matches in and, and to never bump in because <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> she had put those underneath the ring. At about 9.55, as I'm getting breakfast, I get a message. She's like, I left the kendo sticks here, and they're gone. That was obviously a very important part of the match. And she found the most horrible <laughs> bundle of sticks taped together that somebody had used as a kendo stick there before. And I said, we ain't using that. She found a crutch, and I said... Yeah. 
We definitely ain't using that. And I'm oh, really so glad you're... considering I got hit in the back of the head because my head would have been split open. <laughs> Thankfully, Trevor Outlaw had a kendo stick. Oh, had a him. kendo stick. And sent uh, sent someone to get it. I, I don't want to name names or anything because I don't know if he wants them, the, the name out there. But help, thankfully saved that. But if I find out who stole those kendo sticks, I'm going to write false information about you on the internet. <laughs> and I'm going to ruin your career. So thank you for letting me know it's Trevor Outlaw. He's going to be on Spotlight this week to talk there about you go. Only Creed uh, and his Creed entrance. We had to uh, follow that. <laughs> like that, that would have been great for after us. <laughs> then I would have missed it and we would have missed all of that. Yes. Look at this professional photo by mouse. Oh, um, so thanks for letting me know it was Trevor Outlaw. But yeah, so I saw Shaza before the match and she has, you had told me that the kendo sticks had been stolen. I saw her with a crutch and I'm like, are you thinking of using a crutch? She's like, well, it's all we got if we don't have these kendo sticks. Like, oh, but she told me somebody might have one and might be going to get one. I was like, oh, I don't think a crutch is like a suitable replacement. She's like, we're going to make the best of it. I was like, oh, man, good good luck. Oh, my God, man. My God. I'll tell you, the, the so, you know, people are going to come for me online no matter what. But I'll tell you what is hilarious. So I, I wanted to wear, first off, I wanted to wear a shirt because I wanted to get some more heat by having Shaza getting kicked on my shirt. Like I wanted that. But the number of like teenage stand accounts that are like C-A-W attire. And I was like, listen, no, sorry. You, you can't, you can't do that. You, you can't, you can't lie and say that the C-A-W attire it is Cincinnati Bengals inspired very clearly. Uh, got, I had a lot of people hit me up about uh, <laughs> about how much they like that, but a former WrestleMania main eventer messaged me and said, I just saw you do an atomic drop <laughs> on, I, I can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram. They were like, that was a fucking brilliant spot. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And they, they said, did you come up with that spot? And I said, yes. And they just replied, of course. <laughs> and then I told them to tell TJ Wilson I'm coming for his job. <laughs> but yeah, I had, I mean, I, I will say this. Like I, I have never had a desire to wrestle like full time or anything like that. When I wrestled, which a lot of people don't even know that I did. It was very low level independent companies uh, here in like our tri-state area. And I mean, these weren't the greatest shows, but I, I got to work with my catch wrestling coach. I got to work with uh, members of my catch wrestling team. And that was sort of one of the points. We wanted to show how easy the transition was from catches, catch can wrestling to pro wrestling or MMA or traditional grappling or anything like that. And I only worked about once a month, but once Fightful started, I just stopped. I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Not, not going to competitively grapple or wrestle anymore. And there was something inside of me that was like, you know what? I kind of want to do this at least once more now that I've, I've made a good career and at least see that I can do it. And now I've got three former WWE wrestlers that have hit me up about doing a match next year. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. But I had a lot of fun. It was, it was very fun. And I'm so satisfied that we raised money for a good cause. And anytime you guys see me wrestling or doing anything like that, it will be for something similar. 
And uh, I am very aware that many of you like don't don't have that to give. I've I've been in that boat. I was in that boat th three years ago, three or four years ago. So uh, I feel you. But for those of you who did support, I really appreciate appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk about it more on the hump on Wednesday. But I'm trying to nail down something with Shaza. She's like, oh, I might have a few minutes Thursday. I'm like, listen, Shaza, this ain't WWE or NXT or ROH or AEW. You got to do media when you wrestle me. You have to do the tour. You have to do all that. And, oh, look who's here. Look who's here. The candy corn spot ruled, but I was sad to see it wasted. You did great. Yeah, I want to get the, the version with, uh, like, I feel like we did our own commentary on the yes. mask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's how I, I feel. Val's always here, by the way. I she know. She, she's show. great. Very famously loves that show. She was biased with that shirt. She was biased with that shirt, though. That's right. She was, it. and I really appreciate it. Also, a cool thing Shazza did. Uh, so I Googled boomerangs like Tuesday or Wednesday, and the first one that came up matched my gear. That was the first one that came up. And it said, it'll be there Friday. And I said, awesome. <laughs> so I got that and a bunch of orange shirts on Friday. And uh, after the thing, Shazza was like, hey, sign this boomerang. We will sell it at the merch table. And somebody bought it for like 30 bucks. Ah. So we raised 30 more dollars from NAMI. That's that's the the donation I'm physically making. Uh, I'm going to uh, send one to NAMI and then, you know, uh, for, for that amount. But brilliant, brilliant. She was able to, to sell the boomerang as well, which made me happy. That was very I cool. I made sure I let them know. Hopefully they took, but like, you know, I paid for this ticket because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want it, but I got in free. Because yeah. I, boys did, I, mean, I didn't get in. anybody comped. Nobody got no, comped no. as a result of no. me. No, I, I, I was there early and I was just like, hey, can I hang out? Like, is that cool? And then, you know, you said that it was not you, the boys, the boy, Brian Danielson said it was fine. Um, yeah. And, but I did pay for a ticket. I was like, well, make sure, you know, my, my ticket goes to, to Nami if possible, yeah. because you sold me the ticket, Sean. You were you were the reason, no offense to anybody else on the card. It was nice seeing and meeting a lot of people that we've done interviews with, but yeah. like I was there to support my friend and I was glad that you know everything went well. Yeah, I saw Maki there. Maki's process of getting ready is very extensive. Oh. Um saw Gangrel there, that was great. I only do the impaler on shows he's on. So that's a running <laughs> joke now, <laughs> but I was outside dropping off my gear in my car and I hear his music hit. And I was like, listen, I don't care if it's black label pro I'm watching his entrance. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he's, I took his move for the love of God. Like I, I love the, the impaler DDT, even if, if it's more like uh Bobby Roode's version, but yeah, I was, I was very happy. And, I, I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to train. I'm going to get back into training because I missed that an awful lot. Big thank you to Grindhouse for letting me come out and train with Allie Albright recently. I like training with her. I know she wants to do a match with me. I don't want to become the guy that wrestles girls all the time. So uh, I would like to team with her instead. Maybe if we do that, then I can beat her up after that. Then, then you have to come out to a Taylor Swift song, though. Are you, like, okay with that? Hmm. <laughs> just pick shake it off and like people just be ugh. Ooh, you know no, my are favorite you kidding me? You know my favorite part of the match. 
<laughs> if you watch it back on video, it looks great. After I do the backbreaker, she has a setup, and I just slammed her face <laughs> very aggressively, and somebody came up, and they were like, they were like, damn, that looked like it had intent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give anybody an excuse to say that we patty caked it. That's it. It wasn't like super hard hitting, but everything was fun and with intent. And oh, also she, her kicking me in the face was an audible as well. That looked that as she kicked me in the face, I said, that looked good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fantastic. But uh, yeah, listen to this especially against Shaza in the rematch. Mm. Mm. There it is. Uh, I just got a, a message from what, what was the the EP? Is that, is that oh, the title? ITW anonymous GM. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. By. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I have a message from the ITW anonymous GM. It says right when you were about to come out, I was like, if Sean comes out to Nickelback, so help me God. <laughs> oh, so here's, uh, you know, the Trevor Outlaw came out to Creed and, and shared Delaware and I are, are rocking out. There's people behind us and they're like, oh, well, thank God it wasn't Nickelback. And Sharon, and I turn around or at least I, I was like, that would have been fine too. If it was Nickelback, like we would have been just as happy with Nickelback. <laughs> we would have rocked out to that. I scratch your well. name on the side of a bullet. That shit. <laughs> Listen, Nickelback. one Ooh. day. I'm going to talk Joel Pearl into starting a band that is just us making songs that are wow to do for every commercial. <laughs> and we will make so much money. I'm game. Oh, you tell me there's so much money. I know people. We can get into a <laughs> Why are you doing the Gallus theme, by the way? <laughs> is that, got, that is the Gallus theme. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest. I have heard that theme song zero times because I fast forward every entrance on shows <laughs> I, that I binge watch. I get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, thank you guys for having me on. Um, again, uh, I know that I'll talk about this a bit more on the hump with Jimmy, but donate to NAMI.org. Any additional donations we can get would be really, really awesome. But uh, thank you guys so much. Also, thanks uh, to the Hundreds of you that were extremely normal and uh, kind about the match. I greatly appreciate that. Um, that was very cool. And uh, stay on the lookout for the Shaza thing. If we do that show, it'll be live and it'll be at her convenience. Because what I want to do, and I don't care when it is. It can be it can be in the middle of AEW Dynamite if she's, <laughs> she's there. I just want to uh, try to get some more donations on stream. And then we'll donate those to Nami as well. But thank you guys. Thank oh, you. You did Sean. great, Sean. You did a great glad. job. Thank you. Really, yes, really proud. I could be there. Um, great vote for me for match of the year in the Fightful Awards <laughs> because somebody asked when the Fightful Awards voting starts. So different process this year. We're starting it a little bit later. You do have to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com to be eligible. But uh, last year it was all staff nominations because we did it very quickly. And we did it much uh, earlier. This year, select nominations start on December 25th, on Christmas. So what you'll do is you'll see the topics, copy it over in a Word document, put those on sort of a ballot and post them in the comments. We will see who gets you know the most sort of nominations there. We'll narrow it down to 
you know, five or six or whatever that may be. And those will go on the ballot. Um, we will still likely have write-ins available, uh, but we're going to have uh, the, the select subscribers help us nominate as well. And then we will do the awards probably mid to late January, something like that. And uh, very proud of that last year. Uh, the thing, one of the things that meant most to me and fightful period was when Briscoe's FTR won tag team match of the year and uh, Mark Briscoe and, and uh, FTR posed with it. And that was the day uh, Mark Briscoe uh, had his match and he wanted them to tell me that he was going to make sure that Jay's wife got that award, that physical award. And that like, to me, that validated everything that validated the entire process of getting the awards, the doing the show. I mean, this is a show we lose money on significantly, but we want to show one that our audience that they're heard and two that wrestlers that they're appreciated for, you know, what we cover and, and all that stuff. So uh, if you're interested in sponsoring that show, hit up myself or Kate, because we are going to try to offset the incredible cost of those awards. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Speaking Sean. of money losing shows, this is our hundredth episode. So I hope you're proud of us. <laughs> it's a great show. It really is. See you guys. Thank you, Sean. Bye, Sean. Oh my goodness. Well, Sean Rossap. There you go. All the scoops and you'll get even more when uh, Sean and Shaza do their eventual peek behind the curtain. Yes. I hope show. that I hope that happens. I Shaza, you know, busy person. Yep. Shaza McKenzie. Got a, lot of, so. got a lot of photos to take to Shaza. That's right. Uh, Shytown's birth sent a super chat and we were talking about indie wrestling. So let's bring that back. Went to a Defy show this summer. Saw the Bollywood boys win a street fight with non-bread and a cricket bat. A tremendous experience. See, this is the funny, hilarious, silly shit that you'll see if you go to an indie event. Bollywood boys rule and that is a great spot to watch. And this is great. Kim Gray, by the way, who, who donates super chats often and is, is a good friend of the show. Uh, says, My son got to meet Jerry Lawler's ring announcer at an indie show. A memory he will never forget. Kim, for some reason, your kid gets to do some of the coolest stuff yeah, really you must be a fantastic parent kudos to you because like this meeting Shotzi, like going to the shows good on you i love that this is something that uh he's gonna remember for the rest of his life that's awesome so my, my my wife just uh texted to to remind me that we went to aiw uh, a couple years ago and Britt baker just showed up at the show and it was like, Oh shit, Britt Baker is here. Like you don't know kind of sometimes random people will show up. We've seen Jericho Moxley swerve. Like sometimes they'll just so show up at indie shows. And again, the, even if like you don't get this big show up or anything, just the interaction with the crowd, the fun spots we, we we've put over live events of like, Hey, go to a WWE live event. They're really fun. Uh, you can, you can get to, there's more, it feels like a more personal atmosphere there. Um, it, it's that way with indie shows, but even more because they're, they're in, you know, smaller buildings and stuff. Yeah, even if you don't know anybody on those shows, if you only know one person from a WWE run or an AEW run, it's still worth going to. I didn't know much about Trevor Outlaw heading into the show yesterday. I've, I've seen him on some shows like, okay, seems fine. And then now I'm the biggest Trevor Outlaw fan and we're going to have a great time on, on Spotlight. All because he came out to Creed. Literally because he came out to Creed is why I'm now like Trevor Outlaw is the greatest wrestler of all time. So there you go. 
And again, you go to an indie show, you might know who everyone, who anyone is, but there's someone in that crowd who does, and that will influence your decision to a certain degree. So go and enjoy, try something new, never go wrong. Uh, well, I mean, you can go wrong, but you probably won't because, you know, it's wrestling and everybody loves wrestling. Kumbaya, right? Pile driver finisher has asked this a couple of times. Why am I drinking the bottle that way? You either know or you don't know. All I'm letting you know is it's mine. That's all. It That's is right. mine. Uh, and I, since we're in the weeds, and that is the, the name of the show and what we do, I do want to I want to talk about the uh, the crowd miking thing, the okay. uh, not getting the not getting the reaction of the crowd. So this is something that's very very common in the indies, and I would love to see it fixed. There are also a lot of indies that are on certain platforms, whether it be Fight, IWTV, Premiere, whatever it is, that don't necessarily have the technical crew, or it could be a budgetary thing to put together a proper audio mix they're more concerned about the audio in the building and they're more concerned about the video looking good which again i understand completely if you've ever gone to a concert in the last let's say 10 years you may have noticed that there are microphones now just pointing out at the stage pointing towards the audience in the stage for a while that was to mic the crowds for any live audio releases that you might do and to get that now y'all see me wearing these things in my ears I wear in-ear monitors. I don't hear anything from outside if I have my mic off, okay? My mic right now gives me a little bit of sound that's around me. So as a result, I hear the ambient sound around me. If I mute myself, it's gone. It's cut. And if I'm listening to music, all I hear is music because it's directly in my ears. If you're a musician and you're getting a proper mix of just the music or the, uh, the instruments that you're working with, not being able to hear the crowd is a very jarring feeling so a lot of musicians a lot of bands opted to put crowd mics facing outward so that they can kind of mix it in a little bit to their ears so that they can gauge the reaction and get an idea of what the room sounds like if they're doing well if they're not and also it's an energy thing because if you hear nothing then you just you know, completely turned off so why would you do it in wrestling for that exact reason where would you put those microphones that's the big question you can put them either on the ring um on the ring posts and then you got to make sure that they are secure and that they're okay. There, there are little tiny ones you can get. There are shotgun mics you can get. There are a lot of different options. You just got to play with them. And again, within your budget, there are ways to do it. And then everything has to be mixed. There's a third thing, Jeremy, that goes into this. And that is the copyright issue. You can't play Creed on the stream of your fight TV event, but you can have Creed blasting through the speakers of just going into the arena and then the ambient microphones happen to pick it up. That's different. You can't really stop that. But the second that Creed is going through the speakers and it's clearly planned out, that's a copyright issue. So there's a whole like, there's a whole way to get around it and get through it, but it's definitely not as easy as it should be when you're dealing with copyright music. Well, they don't they don't need the creed to come through the speakers or the mics for the the television you just need myself and Cher Delaware there to sing it and which is fine like, by we, the way. that's legal we can we can sing it a cappella and that can come through on the television they should have just mic'd us it would have been fine that yeah. was the mistake they should have just mic'd us uh bargoff's here and says, uh, uh, surprised to see uh, you guys on the uh, the main channel and on Overbooked. So every Monday, the first Monday of the month, we are here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Every other week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we are on a Fightful Overbooked. Why do we do this? Well, there's 
kind of a bigger audience available to us here on the main channel. But like, let's face it, Jeremy, we are the stars of Overbooked, and that's that's where we live. That's where that's where life is. I don't know about life, but yes, that's where most of our shows are. But yes, the first one, if this is your first time checking us out, we are Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, on Fightful Overbooked from 10 to noon Eastern. And a lot of times we do have guests. Why am I doing this in the middle of the show? Uh, whatever. It's a good um, reset. Let's yeah, just yeah. call it a reset. A lot of times we do have guests from around the wrestling world. Last week, like we had Kip Sabian and uh, Kip Sabian was on Monday talking about everything going on in, in his career. We had Zach Haydorn from SE Scoops and Gold Belt Media talking about CM Punk's return, being at Survivor Series, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. And then on Friday, we had Rocky Romero talking about all things Rocky Romero. And if you know Rocky Romero, there are a lot of things when it comes to Rocky Romero. So we had a really fun week last week and that's typically every single week we uh we do this show which is every single week and apparently we've hit like a hundred episodes but like i guess because we do one it's still an accomplishment seeing as like joel could have gotten sick of me really i could have uh gotten sick of joel uh doing it three times a week but i guess when you do a show three times a week a hundred doesn't seem like that huge we don't have like a big celebration planned we didn't have any guests sean comes in because sean always pops in and that's what sean does i had my story to tell of uh making the towns and everything and then usually we like to have guests but today we were like eh, sean's gonna be here i got a longer story to kind of tell we want to also talk about wrestling because sometimes we do that on this show as well sometimes not often not, not often, often no not much it's not really important um i was going to mention something it's our it's our 100th episode we are here you're okay you can put us on the spot about it uh should i should i tell them what the plan is for wednesday i mean i don't think it's something that we need to wait till the very end to do no let's save it let's make let's people stick around yeah okay. we got we got other stuff that you put in like the headline and everything that's that allegedly we got to talk about. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, SmackDown. Let's talk about the decision, as it were. Hey! Nothing you can say, nothing you can stop Randy Orton from doing because he has officially joined SmackDown. He wants his bloodline match. He's, he wants his interference match, Jeremy Lambert. But he's made his decision. Randy Orton's going to SmackDown. Did you think this was always part of the plan, or do you think maybe Punk's uh, return to WWE played a factor in maybe making Randy Orton a SmackDown quote-unquote exclusive talent? I think both. I do think it was always part of the plan because the rumor was that Orton was going to get the Roman match last year at SummerSlam before he got hurt. That was that was the rumor is that it was going to be Orton then. And then he obviously went away for like a year and a half. So it wasn't going to have to. So it wasn't going to happen. Um, so I think it was the plan. I think Punk coming back made it. Made it more a little bit more concrete because they needed they needed uh, baby faces on the SmackDown side to challenge Roman heading into Rumble. They've done LA Knight. They've done Kevin Owens to death even kevin is like yeah i don't know if <laughs> let's do another kevin owens roman reigns royal rumble match <laughs> like how's this one gonna end um so even even kevin recognizes that it's done too much again they they done la night already who else is on the babyface side on smackdown that could be a challenger for roman reigns going into royal rumble they didn't really have anybody so moving randy over was always going to make sense. And then because punk comes back, it makes it even 
more concrete of like, oh yeah, now we we got Punk to kind of offset. If we needed Orton for Raw, we can easily move Randy to SmackDown. But I mean, Punk's going to be on SmackDown this week anyway. Um, but I think that, yeah, Randy on SmackDown was kind of always set up and because they've wanted to do the Randy and the Roman match. Like, that's going to be good too. Like, the promos are going to be good. The match is going to be good. It's going to have interference. People are going to kind of be mad about certain stuff, but Randy, Randy and Roman know how to work. They're they're really good, and the, again, the promo stuff is going to be really good as well. So I'm looking forward to that match. That's a that's a good good Rumble match uh, for those two, Randy and Roman. Yeah, like you said, the promos are going to be good. The, uh, the and then, and then I'm also thinking just depth wise, where could Randy go after Roman? You've got AJ Styles once he gets back. You've got Bobby Lashley once he gets back. You've got uh, oh Lashley's there. Lashley's, back, Lashley's yeah. there. Uh, who else do you have? You've got maybe Carlito and and Randy Escobar, man. Yeah, Escobar and Randy Escobar. could be fun. Yeah, that could be good stuff. Uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo. That's definitely going to play into the Royal Rumble stuff. But yeah, there yeah. there's some good stuff. Uh, La Knight, Logan Paul, Caring Cross, Kevin Owens. Of course, I'm just looking down the SmackDown roster. Grayson. Shane. Grayson Waller, Austin Theory. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that Randy can keep it up with. Hmm? I said Grayson, not Austin Theory. For I reason. said, uh, but I'm saying both. No, I'm naming I'm naming names that are just on the roster that he could potentially mix it up with. Uh, no. Good or bad doesn't matter. But either way, there is a good fit for this Randy Orton right now. Until because originally we were just sitting, you know, saying how long until he turns on whoever. So that's. That that's that's my next point is you can prolong the heel turn a little bit. And I, I didn't think you needed the heel turn because you had Drew there. I understand it makes sense for Randy to to be a heel because Randy's just better as a heel, but he's gonna get the big baby face reaction when he comes back, and he did. Um and now you can keep him as a baby face until at least until after the Randy stuff, but you can or the Roman stuff. And you can prolong the heel turn when it maybe Cody is the champion and then Randy, and then you can set up a Randy and Cody program with Randy as the heel. That's where I think punk might delay things a little bit of, you don't need a, a heel Randy Orton right off the bat here. Like maybe you did before punk, because I think punk is going to be a heel. I think punk does his best work as a heel. He probably should be a heel. And, um, you know, doing the Seth feud, doing the, if it is his first promo corporate man punk, if it is of like, I'm playing nice. And then he finally goes into like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't me. You guys know who I am. And he goes like full bore heel, which I think he should be. Then you're going to need a good, good baby faces against that. And Randy is again, guy who can kind of go against that. So that's where I think, punk actually may have delayed things is a randy heel turn may get delayed because you have punk likely and potentially being a heel yeah and randy orton brings so much to the table in terms of benefiting an already deep enough roster on smackdown that has good workers having someone like randy who is a great worker above all else that just adds to it. So there's there's good things about him joining SmackDown. And again, he was coming back especially to get back at the Bloodline. Made that his like his whole reason for coming back is that he wanted to get back at them. So I'm I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they made the decision. The whole 
giving the RKO to Nick Aldis at the end of SmackDown <laughs> rules. It was funny. I don't hate that Nick Aldis was just kind of like, wow, that's why they call him the Viper. Huh? And like a part of me was like, man, do they, do they turn this into an angle or does Aldis just be like, I get it. That's who you are. You strike whenever you were in the moment. Don't do it again. And then Randy just being like, my bad. Cause he's a baby face. He can be like, my bad. Just got caught up in the moment. Did something stupid. Uh, I'll come to the ring not wearing pants next time. We'll be okay. And that'll be that. Or you can find him, whatever it is. Just don't start. I don't think it needs to become a uh, a match with all this. I could see some tension being teased. But in the end, it being just like, no, no, we're, we're good. You just got lost in your moment. See, I like the fining thing because theoretically, Nick Aldis is kind of a baby face. Like, the, the GMs are typically, unless it's full, like Austin McMahon, the GMs are typically positioned as like a baby face, right? Because they give the fans what they want type of thing. Um, if they're just, if they're neutral, I'm saying, if they're neutral, they're essentially baby faces. You know when they're heels because they're screwing over the baby faces. And all this isn't screwing over the baby faces or anything like that. Like he, he suspended Kevin Owens. Uh, because, but he warned Kevin, Hey, don't do this or you will get suspended. Kevin did this, got suspended. Randy wasn't warned, but he still laid his hands on all this. You find Randy. And then I think that it, it plays of just like the power portion of this is like, yeah, don't touch the GM. You lay your hands on the GM. You set a ground rule. You get fined for that. Orton's got to be kind of understanding, but you can long term this a little bit more if you ever want to of of playing this into a story of like all this is calling it this way somebody gets mad about that and no i don't know what the story is right now and i don't think i don't even think it's a thing right now it is one of those you know how wrestling is is like they'll call back to something two years ago and fancy like long-term storytelling and it's like okay look they just they did something two years ago and they just happened to call it back type of thing. It might even be that thing where they might not have a plan for it right now, but when they start to do have a plan, if all this does get in the ring or they do decide to position all this one way or another, they can call back to, yeah, remember when he did this to Kevin? Remember when he did this to Randy? Remember when he did this to Jay? They can like call back a lot of this stuff, but I do like authority actually having authority and actually like, yeah, you put your hands on me, you get fined. Like you, you should. And this is actually really interesting is a, a, sub, um, a submission, a suspension does not have to be long. You know, Kevin Owens was suspended for a week, maybe two weeks, and then he was back on the show. It doesn't need to be an indefinite suspension for six months because I think we get so used to that being the story or that being what they do when they suspend somebody. No, you can go home for a week and think about what you've done. And we're not going to pay you. Or you can do the fine, like you were saying. Something that does set the precedent that these general managers do not take any guff from anybody. And if you get out of line, we will take action. That's not a bad thing. And we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll play it up. And maybe on Friday, you know, Randy will be with Nick Aldis. And he'll be like, fine, do you $10,000. You put your hands on an official. I am an official. Do not do that again. And Randy's just like, got it. We've I've changed. It's been 10 years and I've changed so that's or that's rko everybody and just like keep shelling out the ten thousand dollars like yeah sure he just walks out with officials yeah he just pulls it out of it like i pulls out a wad of cash from his tights just Dang. throws it on the ground 
They did that with Rousey. Remember Rousey yeah. got to find and she had that big old bag of money. I love those angles where it's just like, eh, let's pay for a fine before Mario. Like 10,000, it's chump change, whatever. Let me just, sure, I'll pay this fine before it even hits me. Like, But you got to establish an authority before you actually do any of that kind of stuff. And I do think like actually establishing authority is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Let's hit a couple super chats. Vargoff says, congrats on 100 episodes. Thank you very much. Never thought I'd see the day uh, that Jeremy and I would, would do 100 of anything. And then Will Chisholm says, I, I, I've i got a pitch. If not Brock versus Solo at WrestleMania 40, I would do Randy versus Solo. Let's Solo beat up the OGOVW class. I don't hate that. Oh, not? But then you got to bring back Big Dave. Is oh. Big Dave the title boss versus Solo? Big Dave, Big Dave ain't losing to Solo though. I, I can't stand for that. He can beat Randy. He's already beaten Cena. He can beat Brock. Big Dave though, with the big dick. Nah, he's going over old Solo. And he got to bring back Shelty B at that point. And what do you well, do? With, you got to. You can't. You can't beat Shelty B. Never. I mean, they're they're just gonna. I forgot they released him. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, um, you'll see him in about three weeks. Whenever the twentieth yeah. is. I hope so. I like Shelton I, I Benjamin. Think I think he'll show up somewhere. Okay. Uh, now, nah, Big Dave, he ain't losing to Solo. Brock and Solo is an interesting one. I, I I brought this up on Friday. Like, where does Brock fit for WrestleMania? There's like five or six potential matches, maybe even more, that like I'm really excited for, for Brock, if they go that way. And there are like intriguing and that can make a lot of sense. I think Gunther's the match that should be done. Um, if Gunther, whether he's the Intercontinental Champion or not, maybe Gunther loses that Intercontinental title at uh, Elimination Chamber. And then he's got, okay, well, what's next? Well, here's Brock. Gunther said Brock is his end boss. Like maybe Gunther even calls out, like, you know, I've lost the Intercontinental title, a great reign, blah, blah, blah. But. I need the finality for myself. I need my end boss. That's Brock Lesnar. And then you set up Gunther and Brock. That's the match that I want the most. But like a Randy match could be a lot of fun. Solo, uh, Kevin Owens. Like there's a lot of possibilities for Brock Lesnar out there. Brock is such an interesting case right now. We're going into a mania season that is, Triple H is Paul Levesque's first solo venture. No Vince to tell him, you know, I think you should do this instead, pal. Instead, you know, Paul has the reins. He's got his team with him, but he's going to be able to tell the story how he wants. Is Brock part of that story? Does Brock need to be part of that story? We sat here and we talked about the op- the options for CM Punk last week. And we came to the conclusion that even if Punk doesn't do a match A, there are still five other matches that seem to be on their way to be set up for WrestleMania that are very interesting and well built and well put together that have been on the show for the last, you know, few months. Does Brock really need to be there as an attraction? Does it, he'll move tickets. Don't get me wrong, but is it important enough to have him on the card to, to do it is, is the attraction there versus everyone else that you've suddenly put on the show and, and brought back to the company. I mean, the attraction's there as long as it makes sense, right? Like, Brock and Gunther's a match that makes a lot of sense. And that's certainly attraction, but that's a match I think a lot of people want to see. Like, last year was Brock and Omos, and no one 
really cared about. They just wanted the visual and like, it was fine, but that felt very, I think we know why that may have happened, but like that felt very, eh, as Brock really like needed here. Brock is, Brock is an interesting case though, because he's going to allow someone else to be on the card as well. That maybe where were they going to fit in otherwise? And this is where I'm looking at like Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens might go Logan Paul, by the way, Kevin Owens could very possibly go Logan Paul. Okay. But then I look at Sami Zayn, what's Sammy doing at WrestleMania? Why couldn't you do a Brock and Sammy match? Like, does it make sense? Like, as I say it right now, maybe not. Can it make sense if you give them two months? Easily, easily, because both of them are that good at telling stories that, yeah, Sammy and Kev- or Sammy and Brock can make a lot of sense. So I think that's where Brock could be used of like, we got a lot of guys who, Drew's another one. Like, I don't know what Drew's doing right now. You do Brock and Drew, like actually in front of fans, type of thing easy story right there so brock's a guy who should probably be on the card just because he's brock lesnar but can also be on the card to give somebody else something to do that may that otherwise you were like where was this person going to fit in if it wasn't for brock someone in the chat kai said uh over on twitch twitch.tv slash fightful gaming where we are live and we are still very active says uh f it let brock be the host I'm fine with that. Could you imagine host duty Brock Lesnar? And he just honestly, he just comes out with a referee shirt for the Roman versus Cody match. Oh, oh, I'm going to make sure that these guys finish the story. eh? I don't know why he gets to put on a Canadian accent. Yeah, I mean, I know he like kind of claims Canada, but I don't know. He lives there. He kind of, you know, he, he pillaged the land to the point where he just owns Canada. He is the prime minister, but you know, he's also Minnesota. So it's the same thing. Functionally the same, but either way, uh, Brock on the card again, that's that. Where does it fit? And you mentioned Sammy Zayn and I'm and, and that's a good point. Where does Sammy fit in? Maybe is Sammy the guy who goes after Gunter? Do we do Gunter yeah. versus Sami Zayn? But then Sami coming out after KO was traded and being like, I want to be a, a world championship contender. I, I don't know if that's what you want to do with Sami, given that was his mission statement. That's what he wanted. And also, like, is, is it worthwhile versus other matches and other stories you've been telling? Could you do a number one contendership match? Winner gets, uh, you know, the winner of the world championship match on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Is there something in there that you can do? I mean, they're going to have their multi-man ladder match, I assume, for something. The U.S. Um, title because it's Logan Paul. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think Owens and, and Logan might just be a singles match. Oh, do the tag uh, titles on a on a thing, you know, on a, you know, on a pole. Yeah, yeah, on tag titles. Yeah, tag titles yeah. on the ladder. Or maybe by then they may have split the tag titles. That's something that's been long discussed but never confirmed. And we don't know if that's really a thing. But if it is a thing... That would be, be maybe be the time to do it. Uh, you'll do the Andre on the uh, the SmackDown going into WrestleMania. Yeah, there 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 are some options, but that's the thing. If if Sammy's in the Battle Royal, then unfortunately you're not going to see Sammy the next night in a match. See, I I think you can do Sammy and Seth. I think you can heat that up because Seth is going to be an interesting case too. It seems like Punk makes the most sense, but if they go Punk and Austin, if they can get that, okay, where does that leave Seth? It, if they go punk and Brock, which I'm not opposed to, where does that leave Seth? I think Sammy and Seth can can be there 
um, you know, as a potential. Match. We said that. And, we said that yeah. last week, and we said that that would be a fantastic like wrestling title match. They got a lot of options because they got a lot of talent who feel very hot right now, and this is not a bad thing, mind you. You want as many hot talents as you as you can get. Right. Then where does Judgment Day fit? I mean, I guess they're the champions right now. Are they going to still be the champions? Are we going to do Dom and Ray part two? Um, are you know the I think that Kevin and, and Logan Paul is a match. If you can do Dom and Logan against Ray and Bad Bunny, sorry, Kevin Owens, you're kind of squeezed out of that one. Like some of it's going to be determined based on who's available because they're going to switch things around depending on the availability of a guy like Bad Bunny and the availability of Dwayne um, and the availability of, of Austin. Like depending on those availability, they're going to have to just switch switch some things around. This I'm, is one that I'm yeah. this is 100% set to me. This is the only one I actually feel comfortable saying is 100% set is and, Jimmy and Jay. And what's so funny is that when this came out just early summertime, everyone was like, "How the hell are we going to get to that? There's still 7-8 months until WrestleMania. We're doing it because you just separated them, you've kept them apart." And now you've got to start bringing them together probably as early as the Royal Rumble and then yeah. get into the story. They're the meat of the story of these two having a match. If that's the case and it's going to Mania, good on them. They've, they've, they've done a fantastic job of keeping it in the back of our heads while making it a very, uh, a very well-deserved singles match for these two. That's the only match to me that is 100% locked in. Any other match you throw at me... I can give a counter of, yeah, but what if this happens? Because people are going to say Cody and Roman. Okay, what if you got The Rock, though? Then that match is off the table. Like, Jimmy and Jay is the only 100% locked in. Maybe Becky and Rhea. That one I'm I'm kind of, I'm feeling okay about. Um, but Jimmy and Jay is the one where I'm like, yeah, this is this is completely locked in here. Bad Bunny Tour 2024. He's free uh, Mania Weekend. Mania Weekend. He's in Toronto yeah. on the 4th of April. Nope. 6th, okay. he's uh, in Detroit. Ninth, he's at Washington. So, like, he's free, but how free? Can he do a match and then go back on tour? You really have to yeah. hope that there's no injury. Yeah, he can. He can. It's fucking Bad Bunny, man. He can do a I match. Know, once upon a time, it, it was fucking The Rock, and then it was fucking John <laughs> Cena. And, and what Bad happened. Bunny ain't a little bitch like The Rock, though. I'll put, it like so. this. I'll put it like this. If Logan Paul drops the U.S. championship between now and WrestleMania, before WrestleMania, so let's say now in February, so Elimination Chamber, then I could see the tag match going on, the one that you just mentioned, where you do... Dom and Logan Paul versus Ray and Bad Bunny. I could see that happening. And then you put the 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 US championship in another match, the ladder match, whatever it is, and that could be the LA Knight victory at WrestleMania. That's the big moment. He gets his yeah, and and we're off to the races LA Knight US champion. That would be fine. So we'll see, we'll see where the cards fall, but it feels weird putting the US champion in a tag match at WrestleMania when you have all of these talent that we're going back to saying. Oh, what about so and so? What about so and so? Right now, as it stands, 
they all deserve some sort of spot. They've all worked for it. And it's not a, well, you know, not everyone can be on the card. No, they're doing a really good job of making it feel like everyone we're talking about deserves to be on the WrestleMania card. It's a good problem to have, but it will definitely shut some people out. Yeah, yeah, it will. But if you can do Logan and Dom against Ray and Bad Bunny, even if Logan's the U.S. champion, like you gotta, you gotta do it. Logan's work in the Australia show. So it's possible that he drops the title there. They got this tournament that they're doing. Logan's going to face the winner of this. I imagine that'll, I don't know if that's going to be rumble. He might be in the rumble. Um, Maybe it's like the SmackDown before the rumble or after the rumble or something like that. But they, they've got this tournament. Maybe it's even way before rumble. Uh, Cause it's not going to be a long tournament. It's only eight men. Uh, so he's got this tournament to, to do something. Maybe this is where Kevin just beats him, And then they set up a rematch for man. They have a lot of directions for mania, which is good. It's not a bad thing. Mind you, like it's good because they have a lot of directions that make sense. Not directions of like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. We're sitting here talking about like, this could happen. It makes sense. This could also happen. It makes sense. Oh, but this could happen. It makes sense. We're usually, at least in previous years, we're sitting here talking like, what actually makes sense with these guys? What who what are actually are we interested in here? Um oh yeah, they they got a lot of directions to go, and I'm I'm looking forward to basically everything after the holiday season. Let's get through the holidays and they kind of well, they might drag a little bit. And then once January starts, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time in the in the world of wrestling. That's right. We gotta get to that Cody Nakamura cage oh, match. God. I told you. I told I know, you. I didn't I know. take the lap on Wednesday. I didn't. I know. Just get back out there. I was right. Uh, I, I, I will. I will say this, and we're going to hit a couple of super chats. The idea of doing. Um, oh my god! I just lost my train of thought. So clearly, it's not important. That's just kind of what happens here. Uh, nope, that's it. Nope, my brain is completely lost. It's left the wow, station. Cool. The idea is gone. Must not have been important. Uh, I just I look forward to whatever they're going to do at Mania as of right now because there's a lot of good stuff. Will Chisholm sent a super chat. This is fantastic. Big Dave doesn't want to get in the gym and get back to that 06 body. He said that in an interview he did. So Solo might be safe. It'd be funny to see Dave wrestling in a t-shirt. <laughs> Big Dave coming back. He'll get in that gym for that match, baby. Hundred percent jacked and stacked, ready to cack. Anyway. Uh, and then another one from Will Chisholm says, if y'all was Triple H, would you tell Bailey to stop teasing Mercedes money coming back because fans think so? Unless Bailey knows more than we think. Uh, but it is weird how heavy Bailey is doing it. I wouldn't tell her to stop. She's not doing anything other than shouting at her friend. Yeah, I don't think she's doing anything wrong at all. She's hyping up her friend. They've been best friends for years. If fans want to read into that and speculate into friends being friends online then that's their own stupidity they're not doing anything on television bailey hasn't given her a shout out on television has she like no from what i okay yeah so it's not part of it's not like a nakamura thing where nakamura was doing this shit and had to be told hey maybe don't do this and then like punk ended up coming in anyway but at the time they did not know that. And so they were like, yeah, you can't be teasing this stuff on TV. If you want to do it on like your social media, Waller was doing it on social media. Waller does a lot of shit on social media where he's probably not told like, eh, maybe don't do this. Bailey ain't doing anything but like hyping up her friend. Like you good. That's the kind of friends you want. Also like 
Let's say she is trying to get her friend back in the company. Sure. A good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. The, the, if you're best friends and you're talking about it and you're like, well, things are a little bit different here. Maybe they are. Who knows? I've changed. So the point here is that Bailey's fine. If I'm Triple H, I'll just be like, Nuz, keep it, keep it off the, the TV. Do whatever you want to do. Hype your friend as you should. And then go from there. Let it happen. I mean, Bailey could be without some friends on television pretty soon. So she might need some friends on television. Poor girl. She deserves so much more than that. Did you see the hashtag? <laughs> there was a whole hashtag campaign. Bailey is hot. <laughs> they rolled with it. She took it. She rolled with it. Natty was tweeting it. It was a very funny thing. That's when you take weirdos and you just, you, you, you turn it on its side and you just prove them right. I mean, Bailey rules. she does rule. Raw tonight, are we ready to do a little bit of uh, Raw previewing? Sure. There's a lot announced for this Raw. They've been doing that a lot with Raw. They've made it a, yeah. a very uh, busy show every week and at least giving you what to talk about. Cree Brothers take on Dirty Dom and JD McDonough from the Judgment Day. I'm hoping that this is the beginning of the Creed Brothers on their way to those tag title matches against Judgment Day. Is that a Royal Rumble match, do you think? Or is that a, a January 1st match? Mm, rumble's always tough to me because it's then it becomes of like who's working twice yeah you gotta feel judgment days in the fucking damian priest still has this briefcase mind you like i hope he goes all the way to next year and just forgets about it and then he just wakes up the next morning for raw and he's just like oh shit and then he gets to the arena he's like trying to petition uh adam fierce be like tonight uh, just give me the match tonight i'll just do it tonight and adam fierce be like nah sorry bro the rules <laughs> like he he still got this briefcase he could factor in somewhere on this i i assume hope they got some type of plan with Damian Priest, maybe Priest has a mania moment and, and cashes in, and that's how they they go with the belt on, on Priest. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a tag team match at, at Rumble because it feels like Priest and Balor are going to be in the Rumble. So them, but people, not to say people can't work twice. There's just a lot of talent to where it's like, oh, we're gonna have somebody work twice when one of them is the Rumble match. We could probably put a different match on there instead of this. Rumble's always tough with that of like is this person going to work twice or are they not part of the rumble? Which one is it? So, and also NXT town, this is what I was going to bring up earlier. Uh, the U S title tournament has an NXT star. Who did you think immediately for NXT coming over for this tournament? Dominic Mysterio. Amazing. I would do that. I think that'd be hilarious and wrong in every single way. Uh, and then Dominic kind of cheats his way with Logan Paul to get a match where they do finger, finger poke, bleh, finger poke of doom. <laughs> there it is. We just booked out the entirety of the tournament and then KO comes out and says, Dana! Sorry, that's that's LA Knight. No, uh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I crossed, crossed streams there. I think it might be Axiom because they've already put him on the show and he's already had a good match and uh, it doesn't need to be a big blockbuster person because... Typically, NXT isn't, well, I mean, lately the, the ratings have been good enough to, to justify bringing someone bigger up, but I don't think it's Braun Breaker. I don't think it's Carmelo Hayes. I just think it's Axiom, and that's fine. It brings out banger matches. Well, let me look at the, because I can't recall it off the top of my head, of the babyface heel split on this, because uh, that's going to that, that's gonna determine a little bit 
of, of who they might call up. So we got Santos, Dragon, Cross, Lashley, Theory, Owens, Grayson. So it seems like it's going to be a baby face. Axiom. Seems like it's a baby face. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Axiom. I, I'm just saying, don't don't expect a giant like main event NXT person, right? It's not Ilya Dragunov, he's current champion. It'd be very weird to bring up your champion for this. Um, but it also wouldn't be unprecedented. They've done it before. But I, I feel like Axiom, because they gave him that that shine on that episode of SmackDown, had a match against Dragon Lee, and it was very good. Bring him back for this tournament. What if it's Ilya and... Well, by the way. What's that? Tyler Bate, as someone in the chats uh, mentioned, that would be a good one. What if it is Ilya and Ilya loses to Big Breakfast Baron Corbin this this weekend, and then Ilya comes up and gets to knock the shit out of Logan Paul? Okay, that part I don't hate. There's the okay Big Breakfast winning the NXT Championship. Who's the baby face that is going to take it off of him and get the big moment? And why is it Von Wagner? Fucking nobody. Big Breakfast should hold that title forever, baby. He's Bant, Baron Corbin. He swaps it out for a Chiefs design. Throw <laughs> <laughs> the NFL Chiefs logo. Bant or Baron, man. Let him let him hold that title for as long as he wants. Yeah, some people are bringing up the idea of like bringing up Tyler Bate, having him go with Butch to take on Pretty Deadly. But I mean, I wouldn't even just bring up. I wouldn't bring up Tyler Bate to just then carry over to the Butch story. I'd rather just bring up Tyler Bate as like here's Butch's new tag team partner while everyone else has abandoned him and then go from there I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Axiom be the guy I like the Tyler Bate I thought I feel like you just contradicted yourself Joel you no said, I said like, I said if you're gonna bring up Tyler Bate that's a good idea if you're gonna bring up Tyler Bate to put him in the tournament and to make him Pete Dunn Butch's tag team partner then don't do that because bring him why? up one or the other not oh. mm. that's why i'm saying see, i would do it with with butch okay see i actually like the idea of bringing him up to do both because that shows they have at least got something substantial for this person they're going to bring up where i feel like if they just bring up axiom here's axiom he's in this tournament he loses in the first round maybe he can have some cool matches and stuff at least with bait Here's Bate. He's in this. Maybe he loses in the first round. Hey, we already have a story for Tyler Bate. And it's not just a call-up for the sake. It, it might not even be a call-up, mind you. But I do like the idea of this person's in the tournament. We actually also have something for him beyond this tournament. If it's just let's bring up somebody for NXT and then have them lose in the first round. And then maybe they're back in NXT or they're just off television. That, I don't like that as much. That's so actually, I do like the Tyler Bate idea for that. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to see uh, as early as next week on SmackDown who that person is. They may even tell us on Tuesday. They might have a match and be like, the winner of this match is going to go up and do the tournament. That's how it works. I wouldn't hate that. It's stakes. It's something. But uh, yeah, let's continue talking about Monday Night Raw. Caden Carter, Katana Chance. They're going to take on Tegan Knox and Natalia. When is Natty going to turn on Tegan Knox, or is Tegan Knox going to turn on Natty? No. No, they're friends. No, oh, why this, do you want people this, to turn? Is, is this the Bliss Cross Applesauce uh, scenario all over again? Why? Why do you want people to turn, Joel? Why do you hate friendship? Because you hate all, AW, because, you hate friendship. That's true. Because goddamn it, all women hate each other. No. Okay. That that person's not there anymore, Joel. Don't yeah, but his son-in-law, his dork son-in-law is doofus. Doofus. <laughs> Whatever. They're all the same. Uh, is this the chance for Knox and Natalia to? 
get a, a level up on their their tag team aspirations or are Carter and Chance finally going to get somewhere? I thought you were like trying to weave that in there. You said, is this the chance for, and then you said level up. Nope. I thought you were like actually going somewhere. You were Not just kind of speaking. I call them Casey squared and Knox and Natalia and squared. That's awful. No, I think, I think Knox and Natalia win and then they're friends. What's wrong with friends? Shayna Baszler is friends with Nia Jax. They're going to have a match. Hell yeah. I can't wait for this match. Like not unironically either. I'm legitimately looking forward to this match. You think they're going to shoot on each other, brother? Yeah. Yeah. I think Nia is going to be like, let's go out there and just beat the hell out of each other. And Shayna's going to be like, yeah, let's do it. And they're going to, they're going to get into a shoot fight right in the middle of this match. I'm looking forward to this. No, no joke. Like I am actually excited to, to see this match. It might be not great, uh, but I really like Shayna Baszler. I think Nia and Shayna could be a like fun, hard hitting match. It could also be not the best match in the world and to people will be mad and I'll just be like, eh, sure. But I, I actually am looking forward to this match. Drew McIntyre vows to knock Sami Zayn with a claymore. Uh oh we are oh boy. Is this gonna cement the heel turn for, for Drew? It's cemented. He's a heel. It's is cementing he anything. Oh, because he headbutted a the man with his title? He became a heel the second he hit Jay Uso with the Claymore. Like we've all wanted to do that. He's kind of he's just a dick. Like Drew McIntyre is a dick, so he's he's a bad guy. Just like Christian. Yeah, Christian, also a bad guy. You know who got baby face reactions? uh a collision i assume it showed up on television everybody House of black yeah there it is everybody House of black are apparently like baby faces now and i don't get that it's uh we gotta have a long long conversation about lights going on and off in that company because it's just someone's got to pay the electrical bill that's that's all i got to say about that uh drew mcintyre and Sami Zayn. i'm looking forward to the match but uh there's what the stakes i guess are if drew wins or sammy wins then they're gonna have a claim to go after Seth Rollins for that heavyweight championship. It's going to end in a tie. Ooh, a 20 minute time limit. Seth freaking no, Rollins. That's defense. a tie. Okay, fine. A tie. They're going to pin each other at the same time. No, it's just the ref's going to be like, this match is a tie. Seems wrong. Uh, Seth Rollins defense against Jey Uso. This is probably where Drew McIntyre or does CM Punk get involved? I don't think Punk's on the show tonight. That you know. No, I guess you would be promoting him if you were. Yeah, he probably like at least. Well, I don't know, man. He he promoted him all the way to that third hour last week. Yeah, I don't think he's on the show tonight. He's on SmackDown this week. I yeah. I, I legitimately don't think he's going to be on the show tonight. Is that a good move? Bad move? Doesn't feel like the greatest move in the world. Um, but they got a lot on this show right now, and I don't think CM Punk is is going to be. Because here's the thing with with Punk coming back, they didn't know really. Punk was going to kind of come back until sort of last minute. And they got other stuff to sort of wrap before they can really get Punk inundated into whatever they're going to do with that. So I think they're going to wrap the stuff they need to, and then they'll start going. You're not going to give CM Punk a throwaway feud for two weeks before you actually put him in something a little bit bigger. So it's just, hey, come to the show, cut a your home promo, and let's move on with things. So. I think they're going to limit him until they actually do have something more concrete for him. But before they get to there, they got to sort of tie up some other stuff. So no CM Punk versus Austin Theory is what you're saying. 
Nah, see, that would suck. Like, man, if Austin Theory comes out and interrupts CM Punk on Friday, one, it could be hilarious. Could honestly be hilarious. But you're going to waste your big, like, return cutoff promo on CM Punk on Austin Theory. As one does. Nah, that would... With the Rock, it's one thing because Rock can just bully him, make fun of him, hit his shit, get out of there. And like Rock ain't coming back. Like Punk's going to be there, allegedly, for a while. So uh, you don't want to waste your. You throw Austin Theory out there for the one off stuff. That's what they did with Corbin when Rock came back. You throw those guys out there for the one off. You don't throw them out there for, hey, we're going to, this is going to mean something. Well, you all mean something to me. That's Monday Night Raw. At least that's the plan. We'll have the full Cody. Run. You didn't mention Cody. Cody's not on the preview on on, on the section. He's gonna what? Cody's he's gonna give his answer to Nakamura. Yeah, Cody's gonna <laughs> interview or not interview, but give an answer to Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow, I'm looking forward to their cage match on January first at San Diego. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Good, let's get out of here, Jeremy Lambert. We did we did our contractual obligation. You Episode didn't, you didn't mention two out of three falls with Ciampa and Gargano. Buddy, and take it up at WWE.com. I'm looking, I'm looking at WWE.com preview. Well, I've got one, two, three, four, five hits, and none of them include anything you're talking about. Don't look at the WWE.com preview, then how about that? Well, what if the things that you're talking about have been taken off of the show in replacement of something else? Well, they shouldn't have advertised them throughout the week then. Well, that seems like something WWE would do. <laughs> Cody's supposed to be there. We are getting a two out of three falls match, allegedly. DIY against Imperium. That's a fun match, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see where uh, Ludwig Kaiser kind of fits in. Kaiser's another guy they could possibly heat up into Mania. I don't know if they will. It might be That might be a post-Mania thing. Well, but. we talked about this. Who could take the title off of uh, off of Gunter? And Kaiser was one of the people I mentioned, and that was for, for good reason. They're clearly wanting to do something with him. They see something in him. It might be closer than we think to strike while that iron is hot. And that feels like a post-Mania type of thing with, with Kaiser. I think That's they fair. might hold off just a little bit yeah. there. Well, there you go. I see. I see it on uh, on their socials from last night. They did post the things you mentioned. What if What if Cody is like nobody makes me bleed my own mist? I don't think that's what he's going to say. If anything, he should be like, "No, we're not going to have a match. Not until I know your weakness, Nakamura." And is Cody going to not be a coward and actually bleed? against Nakamura in this cage match that he's allegedly doing. He's going to bleed in the cage match because new year, new me, new Cody should, he should bleed. He was so, uh, the most disappointing thing about survivor series was Cody not bleeding or doing any crazy stuff. He let me, he really let me down. He should not win the title for that reason alone. He, he let a lot of people down. CM Punk needed WWE needed CM Punk to return to save that show because Cody let the fans down and CM Punk is, the savior of the second city. Wow. That is, that is a feeling you have. Cody, let me down. What do you want me to say about it? Hey, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's just a feeling. Uh, let's, let's close out here. Jeremy, do you want to tell people where they can find you and what's going on? 
no, don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want you to to do that. Um, not a lot. You got you got you guys in the chat are nice. The people who watch this show are nice. I, I like people who watch this show. You guys are cool. Um, well, you know, I had fun weekend. Wrestling can be fun when you want it to be, and when you're not taking it too serious and everything. Um, shout out to everyone who said nice things uh, about my my trip, including some independent wrestlers and. Uh, Shout out to me for making the trip and actually surviving the trip. Um, and, and bless my wife for, for putting up with me. It was really fun though. It was, it was really fun. I'm glad I got to see, I know how hard Sean worked and I'm, I'm glad it all paid off and I'm glad he's feeling good about the match as well. So, and thank you to Brian Danielson for giving me all of the, for letting me in the arena and giving me all the, the details uh, on to, to make the trip possible as well. You cannot subscribe to Dan to uh, Dragon Select, but you can subscribe to Fightful Select, the best five bucks in the business. I say it here because we're on the main today. This was episode 100 of In the Weeds. Normally, you find us over on youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked, where we are here live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 a.m. until noon, just just talking about wrestling and then other things. That's just what we do. We have interviews as well. We do have tentatively scheduled, I'll say it now, uh, for Wednesday morning, uh, I will give you guys a time when we get one, but uh, from Impact Wrestling, soon to be TNA once again, Brian Myers is scheduled to join us. Uh, that is that is the plan for Wednesday. Looking forward to that conversation because Brian has been everywhere and uh, is is currently having a really good time in Impact. So we're looking forward to talking to him. Uh, that is the schedule for Wednesday, and then of course Friday. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We always do, right? That's do what we. we- yeah, I guess so. We'll have plenty to talk about on Wednesday and Friday because that's just how we are here on In the Weeds. Come and join us on Fightful Overbooked. Leave a thumbs up on the way out. And, of course, subscribe to the channel, whether that be YouTube.com slash Fightful or, more importantly, YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Thanks to everyone who's hanging out in the chat with us today. We'll see you again soon. I am at Troll Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends. Be on the Joel, 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 Joel. What, 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 what? Sorry. Sorry. Before you make your big closing speech and stuff that was it i was on the last lines oh okay okay joel joel yeah let's go there my god let's make our escape come on let's go there let's ask if we can stay can you take me higher to a place where blind men see can you take me higher to a place with golden streets we'll see you in the next one cheers At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.